is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, happy Friday, The Monty Show. How the heck are you? Glad you're here. Thanks for being here. As always, every single day, we are uh, live on your YouTube machine, 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern, presented by The Advocates. The Advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business, where you never reach into your pocket to pay The Advocates. No, you don't pay The Advocates unless and until they win your case. And the best part about that, you can chat with an injury attorney online for free right now at theadvocates.com. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. A big show to get to. We are jam-packed today. Uh, Coming up in about 90 minutes, we'll give away our Utah-Colorado tickets uh, to finish out our our month of giving on the Monty Show. (laughs) Uh, We do that coming up uh, at 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern, will announce the winner of the Colorado-Utah tickets. Actually, you're going to pick the winner because we have two really good submissions that are tied. Uh, We'll leave that up to you. Prize picks coming up. Don't forget, in the description below, download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code MONTY to get uh, 100% deposit matching baseball for you. But as always on this show, we start with football And a little breaking news for you out of the world of college football expansion. Um, One of the interesting conundrums, if you will, in the ACC has been this infighting that's been going on. And it's gotten to the level now where there's a lot of people surprised we are sitting on close of business Eastern time and we don't have ACC expansion with Stanford and Cal. Our sources uh, overnight told us that ESPN has actually been lobbying the Big 12 this week to at least consider adding Stanford and Cal should the ACC situation completely fall apart. It is a significant revelation because Brett Yormark and the Big 12 were pretty clear that they are done expanding at 18. They are not going to 20, um, or at 16 rather, they are not going to 20. I think it is very interesting that ESPN is looking for answers, looking for a home for Stanford and Cal, which I think very clearly speaks to the brand power of Stanford and Cal and how much value they have at ESPN. But I also think this is a pretty significant indication, according to our sources, about the tumult that is taking place and really that's ravaging the ACC at this point. Florida State continues to ask for more money, in fact, the most money in revenue sharing in the conference, and it's holding up a deal by some sources' descriptions. Jake, I don't know. It it feels like ACC expansion is coming, but are you surprised to hear that ESPN is looking for alternative destinations for Stanford and Cal? No, I'm not surprised. I mean, I think you always have to have a contingency plan, uh, you know, but, but what I'm also not surprised by is that Florida State's being a pain in the ass. I mean, we know that that Florida State has been that character in the room and that person at the table, and 
And so, yeah, is Stanford and Cal to the Big 12 likely to happen? No, probably not. But just the idea that we have to talk about it, just the idea that ESPN has to go to Brett Yormark and, and say, please consider this, uh, is kind of crazy to me because ultimately, you know, two, three weeks ago, we were, hey, Stanford and Cal probably don't have a home and the ACC doesn't look like a great fit to now, you know, the ACC, for the most part, wants to do it. And Florida State, as usual, is standing in the way because they want more money by most reports. So to me, I, I, I look at this situation and, and I feel like it's forced ESPN's hand because now ESPN has to say, okay, well, you know, we feel like clearly that the ACC expansion with Stanford and Cal uh, and SMU uh, is in danger. That that plan and that setup is clearly being jeopardized to a point where ESPN's uncomfortable and now they got to look at another plan. And obviously ESPN feels comfortable with Brett Yormark after this round of realignment slash expansion. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me that they would go to him and they would say, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're obviously willing to pay to add these schools. Uh, you know, would you, you know, consider adding them if the ACC doesn't work out? Because again, you got to remember, Yormark and ESPN have a great relationship. So when we talk about expansion in any capacity, these are the type of conversations that go on both from the TV side to the conference and the conference to the TV side. And I think that there has to be a certain flexibility, uh, a certain pliability to those conversations. Brett can't just say, no, we're not interested in going to 20. No, no, no. Like, he's never going to say that. Do they want to? No, they don't. But what Brett, I guarantee you, is doing is saying, sure, we'll have the conversation with you. Let's, you know, let's see what it looks like full well knowing that his presidents are not particularly interested in going to 20 and are not particularly interested in going to 20 with Stanford and Cal, with all due respect to those universities. So that's why I say I'm not surprised that ESPN went to Brett Yormark. I just think that this Florida State ACC expansion situation has forced their hand, and I would be more surprised if they hadn't reached out to Brett Yormark. That is the the correct move at this stage of the conversation. Yeah, and I think when you look at where the, the Big 12 is now, it's 16. Um, I think you really, when you put yourself at 18 teams, and I think the Big Ten's a very good example of this, it leaves you very little flexibility. 20 is a, a non-starter for just about all of the conferences in this country. You get to 20 universities in a conference, and the logistical part of that is enormous. It is almost unbearable um, the way that sports work today in college, and you think about all the Olympic sports, you think about just the 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 baseball, softball, swimming, soccer. You think about everything that goes into planning those calendars for 20 different athletic departments and trying to figure that out. You're talking about a process that is months and months and months long. And I, I don't think... Brett Yormark, I don't think, certainly Tony Petiti in the Big Ten has made it clear he didn't want to go to 20, or we would not be having this conversation with Stanford and Cal. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I am shocked that here we are with the ACC where we're still in a position wondering when is Florida State going to get on board. And I frankly am one that is surprised to hear just how difficult Florida State has become, according to our sources demanding, in fact, the most money in revenue sharing. And for what, though? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Florida State has not been relevant in many, many years in college football. On what level 
does Florida State value itself where it should get more money than Clemson? That's the, the, the question I cannot seem to find an answer to. I understand if Clemson says, hey, we want more money coming to us from the college football playoff no matter what because Clemson's been there and done that. Mm -hmm. I look at Florida State, North Carolina, those four, really if you look at the Carolina schools, Clemson and Florida State, those have been the roadblocks. Some will tell you Miami has been there as well. I'm a believer in that. Mm -hmm. But it's surprising that Florida State continues to demand something that has no merit. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, this is clearly with Florida State a philosophical thing. They they just are, going, are, are clearly willing to die on the hill of we deserve more money. And I understand, and, and I, I would even go as far as to say I respect the concept and the opinion of, hey, we, we have to – you know, we have to tell our story and define our value. And if we don't say we're the best, who's going to say we're the best? I mean, I understand that concept, but but to what end is my question? Because, again, you're not doing yourself any favors. And, and I look at, you know, again, not that it's the same situation, but I when you compare what happened to San Diego State and what potentially may or may not happen with Florida State— I look at the San Diego State situation, and yeah, sure, they got back into the Mountain West, and it all got worked out, but you haven't heard word one from San Diego State. Their reputation certainly took a beating through that process, and and I feel like Florida State is kind of heading down that same path. You're being so obstinate about your opinion, not fact, right? We're not talking about facts. This isn't like, hey, it was stipulated in a contract that we would get $1 and you're paying us 25 cents. No, no, no. We're not talking about facts here. We're talking about Florida State's opinion of themselves holding up expansion in the ACC, which really, when I think about that, I start to wonder, okay, no matter how this situation plays out, the ACC expands, the ACC doesn't expand. Florida State is going to have a real problem on their hands when they have a need and they go to their other member institutions in the conference. That's what I don't think Florida State's thinking about because that's how negotiation works. Hey, if you're going to be a pain in my ass on this one, I'm going to be a pain in your ass on that one. And and I don't think that the Clemsons of the world, or the you know certainly the UNCs, that are really both Carolina schools, appreciate that sentiment. And so that's truly why I'm surprised. I understand if Florida State's trying to get 10, 20, 30% more. I get it. But at the cost of expansion, at the cost of more reliability, at the cost of running more revenue through the conference, well, that's and, what's surprising. And remember that Florida State has not been to the college football playoff. This will be the 10th year. If they don't go this year, this is 10 years since they've been to the college football playoff. It's 10 years right now yeah. since they, I believe it's 10 years, 2013, when they won that that BCS National Championship game, mm -hmm. it's a decade. It is a decade since you have been relevant at the top of the college football world, which is not what you can say about Clemson. And, and what Dabo has done at Clemson, he is, in my opinion, in this modern era, far more deserving. We built this and, program on NIL. Indeed, I guess you did. But I, I look at college basketball – which I think the ACC is far more of a basketball league. I understand why why Duke and Carolina want more revenue. Mm -hmm. But do you hear Duke causing problems about revenue? 
No, to your North Carolina? Yeah, a little bit. They're standing in the way of expansion to get more money, and I understand that. But they're not holding expansion up the way Florida State is. It, it, it is it is a shocking situation to me that the ACC cannot seem to get their hands around Florida State. And I, I'll ask the same question I've asked now what I think is for two straight weeks. Is Florida State worth all this? It, are they? If, if I'm the ACC, I am like, okay, go get your loan from, from, from Chase. Go get your $120 million in private money. And go see what the market has to bear because you're not getting into the SEC. And somehow, I doubt you're getting into the Big 12, right? And I really seriously doubt that the Big 10, if the grant of rights is broken in the ACC, is going to pass on North Carolina to get Florida State. Mm -hmm. Where is Florida State going? Florida is not letting them join the SEC. That is not going to happen. Yeah. And I, I don't see them as a fit for the Big 12. Is that not If you're in the ACC and you're in a position to get $45, $50 million, are you potentially taking a step back revenue-wise? I don't think so. You have nowhere to go. Florida State has nowhere to go. Yeah. You are saber-rattling. That's all this is out of the Seminoles, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about out of patience for it. Not that I'm of consequence or can do anything about it, but I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of hearing about the greatness of Florida State. Yeah, and and I think that's warranted. I I I think you know I don't know in the comments section. Are you tired of hearing about Florida State? Because I because I share that sentiment on some level. I, I do think that what what and honestly, Florida State's just the last example or the most recent example. I'm tired of hearing uh, about programs leveraging and pushing and being a pain in people's asses that haven't been winning, that haven't been particularly relevant. And really, like, I'm, I'm just tired of, of, of hearing about, you know, hey, this program or that program thinks they deserve this. I don't want to hear about the pro rata you deserve. I don't want to hear about you could be a P5 or that you deserve this amount of money. Dude, if we got to have the discussion, you've done something wrong. Dude, if you're not, I'm in, if you're not in the college football playoff, a couple of times out of every five years, and I'm not saying you got to win it. I'm just saying make an appearance. That's literally all you have to do. Just make an appearance. And and so to me, is it any surprise when we have this conversation about relevance and power and who you know who's got the you know who who holds the most water in this town type deal? Like, is it any surprise the SEC and the Big Ten want to control? The, the how the college football playoff is divvied up and how teams are selected and well is like, it really any surprise that you're not hearing much from the SEC at all and I know they're trying to get the Omni Hotel in Dallas ready for their huge event next year mm -hmm. but in all seriousness are you hearing much from Greg Sankey when it comes to you know expansion and we're doing this and we're doing you're not no because they don't have to talk they've already walked you, yeah, you've yeah. already got the odds-on favorite in Georgia to to win another national championship, in and get more speeding tickets. You've already got Nick Saban. You've already got LSU. You've already got Lane Train. Like you're deep. You're ready to rock. <coughs> excuse me, rock and roll right now. You know the Big Ten. I understand why the Big Ten did what it did. I have no problem with that. The Big Twelve, I think, has been nothing short of sensational in expansion. I don't understand what the ACC is doing. Yeah, why? Why you would why you would not get this done now 
when the window appears to be ever so slightly cracked to get Stanford and Cal is beyond me. Well, and I think it's the, beyond me. The other point that I'd make here is is that you didn't really hear about this type of thing in the Big 12. You ever notice that? You didn't hear about this in the Big 10. And obviously you don't hear about it in the SEC. Those three really stand out as organized and and as Nick Saban says, right? The 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 right butts are in the right seats on the bus. Everyone's going the same direction. And we're all rolling and, down the road. And yeah, and, and I think that the ACC uh, hasn't gotten all all the seats on the bus yet, and the Pac-12 couldn't even find a bus to put the butts on. So to me, I just think as a conference, you can't have this kind of you know dysfunction. You got to get it smoothed out asap. And what it tells me with ESPN lobbying the Big 12 to consider going to 18 for Stanford and Cal is that there still is a realistic possibility the ACC melts down. Mm -hmm. That's what this tells me because ESPN, who's got a huge stake in the ACC, they're going to shore up their flanks with their current existing partners. And if they they believe at ESPN, if they believe that the ACC is unstable, which very clearly they are at this point, Mm -hmm. why would you not try to push Stanford and Cal to massive brands and to money-making brands why would you not try to push them to your other major partner at the Big 12? I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, I don't even – because Stanford and Cal don't fit in the SEC. They, they simply do not. And, again, I would also remind people, if the ACC melts down, how many of those teams wind up in the, in the Big 12? Yeah, more than a couple, I think. More than a couple. And I could see Notre Dame and – and North Carolina and probably others at that point winding up in the in the uh, Big Ten. Yeah, I think the SEC would would have their choice, but I I could for one hundred percent certainty see the Big Twelve plucking the Virginias. I could see the Big Twelve going in there and hand picking. I I think Miami is a really good fit in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, Miami is a really good fit. But again, who the hell wants Florida State? Because, and I don't mean to keep driving this point home. Even if you expand and you give them, let's say you acquiesce and you give Florida State what it's asking for, which is a significantly larger slice of the pie than everybody else. Is there anybody who believes that Florida State's just now going to be happy and start winning championships? And they're going to play be, be very placated and you're never going to hear from them and they're going to be the best part of the ACC. There's not a chance in the world, in my opinion, that happens. There's not. And th- this, this dispute in the, in the ACC, in our sources telling us that Florida State is the singular one that is not willing to play ball, and they are unwilling to cut a revenue-sharing deal because they know that is what is keeping the ACC from expanding because Florida State believes they should get a significantly larger share I would not at all. I would not feed the animals, dude, because they're going to keep coming back looking for more. Yep. I, I, I just, what other, what other piece of history tells us that if we give the squeaky wheel more grease, that it's just going to spin perfectly and we're just all going to roll together? That's not usually how this shit works. Like when you give Florida State more of what they want, they come asking for more. And Thanks. more and more and more. Because more money is going to come in. You add Stanford and Cal, more money is going to come in. 
Stanford and Cal are not going to sit on their hands and hope for wins on the field and the court. I think that very clearly the money that Cal is spending to try and win basketball games, again, goes to this model for Brett Yormark. Hey, basketball's a business unit that's going to drive revenue for us. Florida State's going to want more and more and more of that money. Yep. And I just would not give in because this is just the beginning. Yeah. This is not the end when you give Florida State more. It's the beginning. Well, and by the way, what, what happened last time TV partners went to Brett Yormark? Ever think about that? Yeah. What happened the last time that there was a slight suggestion? Yeah, the Pac-12 died. That's what happened. So this is hardly the first time we've seen this conversation come around. And I know it's different. They've expanded 16 teams. Great. But, you know, when, when you think about this situation, is the ask just Calford? Or is the, like, mm. what is the ask? Because, because obviously Brett Yormark has no need to acquiesce to SMU, right? There's no, I mean, you just don't need to do that, frankly. But I just wonder what what did ESPN say to Brett Yormark? Did they say, hey, you know, there's there's you know, we we feel let's say ESPN was like, yeah, we feel 50-50 on the ACC thing, and we're really wondering, hey, if the ACC thing fizzles out, would you be interested in Calford? Or did they say, no, dude, like there's a better than puncher's chance that this thing, you know, doesn't work out, and you're gonna have an opportunity to step in. So what do you think? Well. You know, I, I think I'll just lean on what our sources tell us, and that is because they have been rock solid and very good. Um, I think we have led the news cycle on expansion almost from the beginning. The ACC is still expected to add Stanford, Cal, and SMU. And SMU is reportedly still willing to take seven years of no media distribution, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Stanford and Cal would split a full share. So you would be getting up to, and, and there's varying degrees of, of sourcing on this, so I, I would ask for a little latitude, but the number I keep hearing is, is between 65 and $70 million for those three schools. You're looking at zero. You're looking at zero for SMU. You get that 70, let's call it $70 million. And you give 40 of that to Camp Stanford and Cal? I mean, that you're looking at a windfall, tens of millions of dollars coming in mm -hmm. that is free money. And you can allocate that how you want, and Florida State wants the lion's share of that bread. I understand why SMU is valuable. But you're not going to Brett Yormark and saying, well, you know, SMU... They'll take nothing, Brett. Why don't you take Stanford and Calf? We can get SMU to go for a decade with no money. Hey, guys. Because Brett Yormark's not desperate. No. <laughs> I truly believe the ACC is desperate. They are trying to, I think they are trying to cap the Florida State well of, of, of negativity. And I, I still don't think it happened. I still don't think that, the, that there's nothing you can do to make Florida State ha happy. Yeah. I, that's my opinion. Yeah. I, I, from what I've heard and the people I've talked to, nothing you do is going to placate Florida State. Yeah. Nothing. Clemson, I think Clemson wants to add Stanford and Cal because Clemson is well aware, in my opinion, that that's going to create more divide in this conference. So the situation's not really going to change. It's not going to be a stabilizing force. Notre Dame is still going to be Notre Dame. They're going to whine and complain. They are going to try and manipulate other teams and create factions, which they've done here 
because I think that only helps Notre Dame. If Notre Dame's in the same conference as Stanford and Cal, that only helps Notre Dame's other, um, you know, what I would say initiatives, because sports is not nearly number one at Notre Dame. Um, they, they have far broader goals and aspirations. Stanford and Cal help Notre Dame achieve that. Yeah. And being in business with Stanford and Cal, as we found out in the Pac-12, is very profitable. And it creates loyalty and it creates unity, unless you're the Seminoles. So there you go. All right, more of you, far less of us. The Monty Show, uh, as always, is presented by our good friends at Bucked Up Energy. Before we get to your comments, let's hit the Bucked Up Energy. Okay, because in one hour, thanks to our friends at Bucked Up, we are going to give away a pair of tickets to Colorado at Utah on November 25th. Prime coming to Salt Lake City that day. You know Prime's going to be bucked up, so let's get bucked up with a buckshot. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. So easy. Goes down smooth. You know what I love about bucked up? They do what they say they're going to do. They're not Florida State, friends. No. (laughs) They give you good products with good ingredients that do the job they say they're going to do. When you take a buckshot, you're going to get 200 milligrams caffeine. You're going to get all kinds of brain food that's going to give you a mental lift. That's going to power you through that that pivot table. That's going to make it possible for you to crush that last conference call of the week. That last meeting of the week. It's Friday. It's 4.30. It's 3.30. It's whatever time your meeting is. You pop that buckshot. You're going to rock and roll. It just works. Get in the comments section or get in the description below. Click the link. Get yourself a free sampler pack of Buck Bars. Use the promo code MONTY20 to get 20% off your purchase. A 20, uh, uh, 20% off your purchase. I'm a mess. See, I waited too long to hit the Buck Yeah, shot. dude. I got lost. Let's go, baby. MONTY20, 20% off at checkout at BuckedUp.com. Let's get your comments in here. As always, we appreciate you. Lance Johnson, first one in. $5 today, Lance. Thank you. Yo, Monty. Yo, Lance. Hey guys. Uh, thanks for the tip on Justin Steele. Go Cubs. Hit the five and a half over five and a half strikeouts for 50 bucks on DK at minus 115. This is your cut. Keep it coming. Oh, don't worry. Right after we give away the Utah tickets, my friends. Prize picks. We're doing prize pick M- prize picks MLB tonight with uh, pitcher strikeouts. Oh yes, I've got three can't miss hits for. I you. think I've hit it every time. Oh man, wait until about an hour and ten minutes from right now. Prize picks. While you wait for that, get into the description in the show below. Click the prize picks link. Download the app. Use the promo code Monty. That gets you a hundred percent. Deposit matching up to $100. You put in 50, they give you 50. You put in 100, they give you 100. Prize picks, download the app, promo code Monty uh, to get uh, 100% deposit matching. Just click the link in the description below. Uh, you'll get the hookup. Lance, thanks for sharing, bud. Appreciate that. Jim, how are you for $5? I would consider Oregon State and Stanford before Cal. Cal being a California state entity is not a good fit for the Big 12. Well, I would agree with you on that. The, the In general, the Cal education system's a disaster. I think everybody's aware of that. It's broken. It's flawed. It's how Cal got into the situation they're in now. Let's not forget, it's how UCLA is going to wind up subsidizing Cal. 
Um, it's why you got into a situation where your your memorial stadium at Cal Berkeley was falling apart. Yep. You're in deep debt over that. I mean, it's it's all kinds of issues. But you know what Cal is? Cal's a money-making machine. You want to be in research business. You want to be in partnership business with Cal Berkeley. There's a lot of esteem that comes with that. There's a lot of educational revenue that comes with that. And a rising tide of revenue raises all athletic departments. Yep, That's the bottom line. So I love, love, love Oregon State. Research Stadium is going to be amazing up in Corvallis. I think, knock on wood, as I've been out on a limb and said, they have a chance at 10 wins this season. Uh, Jonathan Smith and the boys, I think the Beavs have a great, great team. I think they're going to be impossible to beat at home. See how things shake out. Oregon State's great. But our sources told us today that Gloria Navarez went to um, Washington State and presented the proposal, if you will, essentially proposed marriage on one knee. Um, Bend the knee. Apparently, the dress looked great. The cake was amazing. The the wedding singer was awesome because everybody at Washington State, and from what we've heard, everybody at Oregon State is absolutely impressed with Gloria Navarez and absolutely impressed with what the Mountain West has to offer. Uh, I have heard all kinds of wild theories about what Mike Oresco, the commissioner of the AAC, is going to do. But there's one thing that you cannot get over if you are the AAC versus the Mountain West. The Mountain West is in a far better TV logistical situation in that they have three years left on their TV deal. Now, if you're going to expand and add Washington State and Oregon State, CBS Sports and Fox, who are the TV partners in the Mountain West, my guess is they're going to ask you for a year on that. Right. So let's say they do. You're at four years. You're at probably $10 million is a number I've been hearing. If you add Oregon State and Washington State and you do what it essentially amounts to an extension of your TV distribution deal, you're, you're probably pushing $10 million. The travel's better. The partnerships are better. The football's better. The basketball, I mean, San Diego State went to the, the NCAA tournament final last year. No, that does not mean the basketball is better. But one of the things that is very interesting is that the Mountain West saves Calford, saves Oregon State, Washington State money. But Cal and Stanford are not looking to step out of the P5s. Oregon State and Washington State have no choice. They don't get to write their own ticket like Stanford and Cal do. They don't have ESPN pushing them like Stanford and Cal do. Oregon State and Washington State, I am told favor the Mountain West simply from an expenses standpoint. The other issue is that if the AAC wants Oregon State and Washington State, they're probably going to have to pluck teams from the Mountain West, and that buyout is atrocious at this point. For Mountain West schools who have been making $4 million a year on their TV deal, they would owe $34 million at this moment. (coughs) And that is just a non-starter for just about everybody in the Mountain West. So it's going to be very difficult for the AAC to win that battle. And it's too easy. The other thing that I think you have to consider here is it's too easy for Washington State to say yes to the Mountain West. Washington State Athletics is broke. 
They have significant litigation and they have significant debt. And the other thing that they have in Pullman that's a real problem is they have what I, what I would say is rough seas is a way to describe it. Their staff, meaning their professors, their admins, there's not a whole lot of people that are happy with Kirk Schultz. There are not a whole lot of people that are happy with the way that Kurt has given, as it was described to me, a blank check to athletics. We broke the story on this show that Washington State faculty threatened to hold a sit-in at Kirk Schultz's office if he did not freeze spending and hiring and audit their spending in athletics. And what do you know, the next day, Kirk Schultz released a letter that said, uh, we're auditing no new spending, no new hiring until this audit's done. Washington State has issues. I don't want to say the word in my head is an uprising. That already happened. I think Kirk Schultz is on the hot seat at Washington State as it's been described to me. And I don't think he can afford that. I don't think he can afford expensive Midwest and East Coast travel. I, I simply do not. And I don't think he deserves the responsibility of managing it. No, I don't either. I mean, he hasn't earned that. I don't. I th- that is exactly the way to say that. You're exactly yeah, I mean, he right. He hasn't earned the right, I mean, to, to be able to. That's right. I mean, how's he going to sit in front of somebody and be like, yeah, guys, hey, hey, uh, yeah, athletics is $70 million in the wrong direction, but yeah, oh. I want to fly everyone across the country. I mean, what do you, what do you mean, dude? You, you're not going to get a vote of confidence on that. Uh, I, it, it is a nasty, nasty situation in Washington State. And it's the exact opposite in Corvallis. I mean, you have Harmony. You have one of the best athletic directors on the West Coast in Scott Barnes, um, who I think, again, today I was told he's a candidate for the Washington job. Um, I think that would be an absolute kick in the balls. Yeah, well, Washington's got to answer SC now. I well, mean, you know, you have yeah, to. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And I, I think Washington State, and Oregon State could not be more diametrically opposed in their philosophies on spending and building athletic departments. And if you look at the calm consistency at Oregon State, even under a new president, you have calm consistency. You have significant fundraising that got you a football palace at, at, at Research Stadium at Oregon State, where Oregon went last year, and what happened to Oregon at Research Stadium? Uh, they lost all their hopes and dreams. They died right there. And it's cool that you can put up Bo Nix billboards, but if you can't beat Oregon State, and let me not let let me not let you forget, that's a hell of a rivalry. Thanks. And I don't think there's any guarantee that good old rich money bags Dan Lanning at, at Oregon, the football coach at Oregon, is going to win that game this year. Yeah, and I think that the, the 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 thing that I would say about Oregon State is they truly are the only one, in my opinion, in the Pac-12 that's a victim of circumstance. They, they've run their program about as good as you can run it. They've overachieved in athletics, uh, especially in football. They've done some decent things in basketball, but especially in football. Uh, and, and I think nobody talks about it because the one thing they're not good at is marketing. And I, I have that criticism for Utah. I have that criticism for many uh, universities and what was the Pac-12. So, yeah, I think Oregon State, I would have loved to have seen them in the Big 12. I, I really do think they would have been a nice fit. But, unfortunately, uh, they are not popular enough 
in the sandbox to justify it. And so, yeah, now you they get to lack go brand, to Mountain West. They lack, they lack brand power. Yeah, I think absolutely. They, they absolutely lack brand power. Billy Moten, thank you very much for the $2 super sticker. Appreciate you, my friend. Hey, look at that. How about Phil Venzor, our newest member? Let's go! Hell yeah! Let's go, go Phil. Phil. Appreciate you on a Friday. By the way, if you are here, all 1,587 of you, please hit the like button. Please consider subscribing to the channel. We are rapidly approaching now 26,000. On the track to 30. We are only 381 subscribers away from 26,000. You guys, we really appreciate the lift you've given us over the last 30 days. Please consider, if you're not subscribing to the channel, please hit the subscribe button, but at the least, give us a thumbs up. Uh, let's see, who else? Uh, Gorf Denro, which is Horn Frog's backward. Like, he, he rode it. Like he, it, oh, it, what are you it, talking uh, about, we man? We were inverted, ma'am. <laughs> um, come on, that's a Top Gun yeah, reference. Yeah, it's a Top Gun reference. That's a Top Gun. How do you convince Stanford to overlook BYU's policies on religious standards, student behaviors, lack of inclusiveness? Seems like a deal breaker for them um, because BYU does not have religious standards, student behaviors, and a lack of inclusiveness. I think one of the great things that's come out of the last 12 months for BYU is the Duke volleyball thing. And if you don't know that, very quickly, Duke volleyball came into Provo, and one of their players claimed she was racially abused by the fans. BYU did a full and thorough investigation. They originally banned one fan who... Duke had picked out and said, that's the one. BYU went so far as to dig through tape, interview all of the students in the student section, which is where the Duke player said it came from. And they could find no evidence. They made all of their video, all of their audio, all of their interviews available to anybody who wanted them. And I think when you're Stanford and one, Stanford and BYU already do business together. So I don't think, with all due respect, uh, Gorf, this is just not an issue. Yeah, it, it is. This is no different than, you know, the the honor code or Sunday play. I've covered BYU for a decade. BYU is one of your best business partners. You want to be in business with BYU, sports, academics, research. You want to be in business with BYU. Yep. It, it, that's as simple as I can say it. All this other made-up BS, that's all it is. It, it, it's, it's dust out in the wind that people like to talk about. I'm not LDS. I'm not Mormon. I did not go to BYU. I don't have a dog in the fight. But all I can tell you is I know a ton of people at BYU. I have a mad amount of respect for their athletic department because they're just damn good at what they do. Yeah, That's what they're being judged on. And I think that Duke volleyball scandal that was so painful for that university to go through. I talked to people at BYU who were almost in tears talking about it because they've worked so hard at that. It's stuff like this, again, with all due respect, this is just not real. It's not fucking real. Stanford, <laughs> Stanford would love to go back and add BYU to the, the Pac-12. 
it is one of the single biggest mistakes the Pac-12 made. Yeah. There is no issue with you know perceptions and realities. It, it's, it's just not a thing. Steven Smith for $20. Thank you, Steven. Uh, I think the issue also comes back to the failure of the alliance between the big, the ACC, and the Pac-12. Uh, I think we really need to examine what we agreed upon between these conferences to cause what we are seeing now. Nothing was agreed upon. Yeah, that's the issue. It wasn't, again, again, not to be repetitive, it wasn't real. It was a marketing ploy. It And, and really what it was is George Klavkov being played. It was a PR stunt. There yeah. was that alliance, and I'm certain you guys remember this, the alliance was, hey, we're going to be in business together. We're getting, we're getting pushed down by the Big Ten and the SEC, and these MFers need to be stopped. So we're going to – hey, congratulations. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, one, you had the Big Ten in there, so now George coming back and, you know, fighting with the Big Ten, probably not your best idea. Then the handshake agreement. They never had a written agreement. They never had a statement of terms. They never had a mission statement. It was all phone calls and handshakes, which got you – Absolutely nothing. What constitutes a promise? Because if it's not in, on paper and if it's not a contract, it doesn't exist. Facts. It does not exist. So I don't, there's nothing to go back and examine. It was one of the three biggest mistakes that George Klyovkov ever made. And I can tell you right now, number one was allowing USC to say, no, we're not expanding when the, when the Big 12 was really on death's doorstep, like the Grim Reaper, quite literally, was standing in Dallas sharpening his sickle. Like, ready to kill the Big 12. And I think the Pac-12 could have added a large swath of that conference and put that thing to bed. Yep. And they said no. President Fult at USC said we're not expanding and then turned around and went to the Big Ten, number one. Number two, well, obviously the TV deal. George failed at that miserably. But number three, this alliance with your mom and her cousin and your neighbor. Alliance. Because that's what it came down to. You you were just three friends sipping coffee at Starbucks. You even got a puppuccino for a spot. <laughs> and it never amounted to anything. Nothing. Zach Sloter, what's up, my guy, for $5? Thank you. Is there a chance the big uh, deal expires that Nebraska would try to rejoin the Big 12? I think they would probably win more games. Go Cyclones. Um, boy, it's going to be a rough year in Iowa. Um, that is going to be tough. The, the interesting thing is Trev Albert's all but confirmed at one point. What, again, you know, because we're good-looking – and, you know, we lift. Uh, what we told you two years ago on this show, that Nebraska pines for the Big 12. Yeah. Nebraska has been absolutely invisible in the Big 10. And I think part of hiring Trev Alberts to be the boss, to be the athletic director, was that you had to put a face on the name and the brand at Nebraska. And what did he do? He promptly went out and hired a badass as his football coach and Matt Rule. Yep. And they're going to win games. Well, it's the best part and the worst part about the Big Ten, right? Like, the best <laughs> the best part yes. about the Big Ten and also the worst part about the Big Ten is you make an F load of money. Yes. You get paid. So yes. if you suck, it's fine. But the problem is, is people start to get a little antsy when we start adding members and you start to see, okay, hey, if SC comes in and wins the Big Ten, 
someone eventually at some point in some meeting you don't want to be at is going to say, hey, dude, you guys haven't won a damn thing. How are you helping the conference? Why are you still here? But let's not forget that Nebraska is not, I don't know, Rutgers. Mm -hmm. Nebraska's not Maryland and really Maryland, Maryland football because Maryland basketball has a beautiful tradition. Yeah. But you're not Purdue. You're not Indiana. You're not Minnesota. You're not Northwestern. You're not a dreg on the, the Big Ten brand. Yeah. You're flipping Nebraska. You're Tommy Frazier. Rest his soul. You are Lawrence Phillips. You are Tom Osborne. You are Orange Bulls and Blue Blood, and you need to start winning. Yeah. If And remember this, on August 25th at 545 Eastern Time, if Nebraska becomes a national championship contender in the next two years, the Big Ten will ultimately become the best football conference in the country. Facts. Because you've already got khaki bod dad jerk in Ann Arbor. Recruiting violator. You've already got the <coughs> Ohio State, USC, Oregon, Washington, UCLA. You're now, that's we're, we're starting to push seven, eight, nine, ten teams. You went from one to nine. Penn State, it. it how does Penn State not try to tick up a gear? Because think about it. Like, every year the Big Ten has a different year. Some years Penn State's there. Some years Penn State's not there. But Penn State's not been a, a national championship caliber program. But for the Big Ten, and I agree with that, but for the Big Ten, all they need Penn State to do is get into the playoff. That's it. Just get I would agree play- with that. Just get into the playoff. I would agree with that. Because but, you know Ohio State Michigan are going to be there. But if Nebraska? Yeah. Starts yeah. doing exactly that. Yeah, you're putting. You're talking about four teams because you can't tell me. And again, I'm a man on an island. I'm I'm the asshole in the room. I'm totally fine with it. Lincoln Riley's putting USC in the college football playoff this year or next year. It's happening. Well, and I think again, write it down when you talk about the Big Ten and how many how good they could potentially be if teams like Nebraska start start winning and start improving, which I would expect that they would be better with Matt Rule. You start to think about, again, it, it brings back this conversation of the SEC and the Big Ten controlling college football playoff allotment. And, and again, how many teams can you put in the college football playoff? Nobody cares if you win the championship at the conference level. How many teams can we put in the playoff because we want that money? And if you can get, like, USC and Ohio State to contend for the national championship out of your conference, and then you can get the slew of other teams in, you're good to go. That's what I'm saying. If Nebraska becomes a national championship caliber program, look out, because that's when the Big Ten really becomes a problem. Because already crowned Clemson over there, that's a one or a two-team football conference. Yeah. Basketball, we're not talking about basketball. I'm talking about football. Hey, Florida State might want to win something. The SEC, it is what it is. Yep. The Big 12 is already there. The Big 12 is going to put three, four, five teams. I would remind you that the Utah Utes are in the Big 12 in 10 months. Good luck. It's wild. Good luck. I, the Big 10, and I, I, I don't know any other way to frame this. The Big 10 has got to become what everybody says they are. Yeah. Because they have been, they have not been 
a conference of testicular fortitude. No. They've been two teams in football. No, you know what Done. the Big Ten has been? The Big Ten has been a badass on the PL sheet and a no-show on the football field. That's what they've been. You, I would agree you, with that. You are a one-team and sometimes a two-team league. And I agree. Ohio State gets in almost every single year, and they deserve a lot of credit for that. But that doesn't make the Big Ten the best football conference in the land or even in that conversation right now because yeah. they're not. But I think at some point, I would say the Big Ten, out of any of these conferences we're talking about, is the closest to saying, hey, SEC, we're better than you. Because I don't think even – even I agree the, the Big 12 right now – is the best football conference top to bottom. They may not win the most championships, but just quality top to bottom, yeah. they're the best. I still don't think that that makes them better than the SEC when it comes to winning. And I feel like the Big Ten with SC and Ohio State, Michigan can you know show up once every five years in the, in the championship game. Like You have a chance to start overtaking the SEC. I think we get a reality check every single year. Yeah. And usually it is, well, yeah, the SEC is who they say they are. Yeah. And the Big Ten's not. Yep. And that, that conversation, after the season, that conversation's over. Okay. All right, let's roll, let's roll a little bit here. Uh, Elvin, what's up? Thanks for the $10, man. Appreciate you. Uh, the new Big 12 has five AAU schools, which is uh, an educational designation. Yep. Um, now if ESPN talks them into taking Cal and Stanford, then the truck stop conference turns into the research conference would be the would only be behind the Big Ten. And I want to make this really clear. I don't think Calford, they're not going in the, the Big 12. I think it gets done in the ACC. But I think the story here, and I don't want to bury this lead, our sources tell us that ESPN has lobbied, is the word that was used, at a minimum, had conversations with Brett Yormark and his team at the Big 12 about being a home potentially for Stanford and Cal. I think that is significant because, <clears throat> excuse me, it goes back to this whole conversation we had yesterday on the program about how much influence does ESPN have in, the, in college football realignment. And I think it's a hell of a lot. Yeah. And I agree with you. If you put Stanford and Cal in the Big 12, it, it just makes them a revenue juggernaut more than they already are. And it raises, it almost offsets the low educational standards that have become West Virginia with its low scores. And it's not that it's a bad education. It's victim of circumstance. Largely, I totally get it. But the drag that West Virginia's educational numbers are on this conference would be more than offset. It would be an unbelievable flex educationally and revenue-wise. And I don't think it's going to happen because Cal and Stanford are much more willing to travel because they want to be in business with the Carolinas, the Dukes, the Vandys of the world. They want that power brand that they have in the Pac-12 now. They want to recreate that as much as they can. And I think it makes way too much sense to get it done in the ACC. Florida State's got to get out of the way. And I think it's going to happen. I, I don't know who's ultimately going to be the one that makes Florida State acquiesce. I, I don't know how that happens, but I think it happens. And I, I'd i be surprised if we showed up here on Monday and there was, no, there was no deal done. I'd be really surprised by that because at some point, 
Washington State and Oregon State have to secure their future. You understand that Washington State and Oregon State don't have a home in 10 months. Yeah. They don't have a TV distribution deal. They don't have home athletic contests. No gate, no concession, no parking, no, hey, mommy, can I get a T-shirt? That doesn't exist in 10 months. They're going to do something. At some point, Callen Stanford, and, and I, I think it's unlikely, but at some point I have to believe Callen Stanford are going to find themselves on an island. Yeah. And you, you've got two options. Because going independence, not one. Going to the Mountain West is not another. You're going to wind up in the ACC or you're going to rebuild the Pac-12, which has its own set of circumstances. You need to get the ACC deal done. And I think ESPN's working on that. But if they don't go to the ACC, man, I would be really surprised if they didn't wind up in the Big 12. Uh, Nate Simons for $2. Nate, good to see you. Uh, Stanford, Gonzaga, Oregon State, and UConn to the Big 12. Well, the problem is... Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga would be in the Big 12. And I feel 100% confident they'd be in the Big 12 if UConn would have joined as a basketball only. Yeah. But UConn is not willing to let their football program die. And if they'd have joined the Big 12 as a basketball only, that's exactly what would have happened. Yep. And I think Gonzaga did not want to – I think Gonzaga did not want to move on their own. And I, that's why I think UConn killed that Gonzaga deal. I, I, I'm a big believer in that. Uh, Thomas Walsh gives us $2. Thank you very much, sir. Hey, Kaysen Briggs. What's up, Kaysen Briggs? Hey, yeah. Another new member of the show. Thank you so much, by the way. We have two membership levels. $1.99, get your comments highlighted. And you know on this show, we always read our member comments first. Without you guys, we wouldn't have a show. We love every one of our viewers, but our members really keep this show going. Um, so at $1.99, we highlight your comments and they get read first. At $9.99, you get access to our Instagram members only group, which is a phenomenal group that now numbers in the hundreds, by the way, um, of dudes. And we just talk sports. We talk everything from Messi to college football to fantasy leagues. Mike Maples starting a Monty Show fantasy league with all the group members in it. It's a phenomenal community. It's $9.99 a month. You pick. We appreciate your support on the Monty Show. Uh, T. Higgins is a badass for $5. The Potato Mafia. Well, that's not the first time we've heard that one, sir. In Idaho. Hello, Blasse. Blasse. Uh, has SMU-type money. I'm surprised that there hasn't been an SMU-type offer from the Potato Mafia to get Boise into a P4. I don't think they have that money. No. Their money right now is being spent on facilities upgrades. Boise's five years from now, in my opinion. Boise needs to up their facilities. They, know it. they need to they need to keep climbing the ladder. It's no disrespect to them. It's no I'm not hating on them. I just think it's where they are in the process. Because I do think if anything that we learned out of this cycle of realignment is there's a process, there's a blueprint, and you know if you have the opportunity to walk down that path. And I think Boise State's five years from it. And what does potato money mean anyway? I mean, it, it's one of those things where I think you're you're obviously we're using a stereotype, but when you have potato money, you can afford the marinara meatballs at Papa Murphy's. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara. And how do you do it, Dad? 
How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered in tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Ah! Dude, no love, bro. First, no love. First of all, pimp's gonna pimp, but yeah. it's, it's. I mean, you're not gonna give my guy a ton of credit for recovering, right? Well, and I think I recovered nicely. I blew a gap wedge on the uh, 18th at uh, Glenmore Golf Club this morning, so I've had a bad day. That made me feel better. Yeah, dude. I mean, that transition you know, was beautiful. You rolled one, the putt in, dude. And, and, uh, I rolled my putt in, uh, but it's also it's yeah. also marinara meatballs, which are undefeated. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the longtime official pizza of the Monty Show. Just download the Papa Murphy's app. It's Friday night. You and I both know you're having pizza. Don't get that greasy, smashed, cold delivery crap to your front door. No, friends. Order your pizza now. It's 3 o'clock Pacific. It is, seven. Uh, what is it, 6 o'clock Eastern? Come on now. Order that pizza. Go, Go pick it up. 20 minutes later, you have fresh, chopped veggies, meats, cheeses barbecue sauce because we all know you don't put red sauce on pizza that's so that's so 2013 14 because it's garbage you know we don't do that stuff anymore no we're the we're the new expanded realigned pizza conference y'all feel me we put barbecue sauce on our pizza cheese veggies sausage only thank you uh and then we pop it in the oven with the take and bake chocolate chip cookies then when we pull it out like Jake doesn't. Then we pour the marinara meatball on top, and we're good to go, friends. It's Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Uh, Domer Wap! Hey, Domer, nice of you to show up. Are we winning tomorrow, Domer? It's a big question, man. Sam Hartman's my dude. 20-point favorites in Dublin. Let's go, my R and we, the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, twelve thirty on NBC. We'll have a lot for you. Notre Dame, our mother. That's right, Notre Dame, our mother. Notre Dame, our mother. Let's go, pray for us. We need you. Uh, <laughs> better than Drew Pine. Uh, outstanding show. Oh, and is soft music, dim lights, and a glass of wine appropriate before a colonoscopy? Asking for a friend, absolutely. That's a requirement. Yeah, you know, I mean, you don't want to drink anything red before your colonoscopy, <laughs> Domer. Love you, dude. JC for $2. Pack is uh, familiar with the Mountain West. They know the exact logistics. Yes, they do. Pack That's a great 10. point. Uh, San Diego Aztec Warrior. What's up, Glenn? How are you? Are you What's still up, buddy? Are you still up in the uh, Fresno Reedley area? $4.99. Question. What do Stanford, Cal, and San Diego State Aztecas have in common? Answer. They all thumb their nose at the Big 12 last month, but they crawl over glass for an invite now. <laughs> Damn. 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 You ain't wrong, dude. Yeah, I, I think and I I also I also think it's appropriate to throw in that San Diego State screwed themselves something spectacular. Thanks. How is the San Diego Southern California media market? Not in the Big 12. Too bad. I, I, I Honestly, I think they would have been if they had just not said anything and not written letters that got them in trouble. I wear khakis. Gives us $5. Nebraska and Miami could be premier programs for the Big 12 if they were able to join rebuilding the 90s national powers. Program. Dude, 
Can you imagine Notre Dame and Miami Catholics versus convicts again? Yes. Can you imagine Miami, Nebraska, Orange Bowls again? I'm mean, it just the the history there. Now, I think we're a long way from that. I, I think it's gonna be really difficult to get, I think it's nine members in the AAC to break that grant of rights. Yeah. And if you add Stanford and Cal, I think that's gonna be even more difficult. But man, I would love to see. Can you imagine Nebraska getting back to the Big 12? I, I cannot, but in a, let's say it happened. Oh, my God. Can you imagine Miami and Nebraska in the same conference? Come on. Let's go. Let's go, KCM. Let's go, baby. Pew, pew. Rack them. Let's go. Uh, Gorf Denra wrote, hey, hey uh, Horn yeah, Frog. Yeah. yeah. Hell, yeah. Let's go. Build it. They will come. Uh, <clears throat> AJM44, yeah. which is Anthony Rizzo's number, who still should be the Cubs' first baseman. Bold predictions. Sark doesn't survive. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. AJM, did you not hear the news? Texas is back. That's the untrained eye. Again. <laughs> this is the year. Bro, you really, like, you would be so excited. Stay hard. If you if Sark got fired, I could see AJM like being like, "Yeah, let's go find a meeting, Sark." Yes, like you would be yes! so fired up. Sark doesn't survive the season in Texas. Bama loses three. Florida State Little loses. Four. Florida State loses four. Pack has no college football playoff teams. Big Ten has one college football team. Georgia wins it all. Man. Man, that is that's a hot take uh, prediction. Georgia winning the national championship, man. Well, it really hit me. Yeah, because Georgia's playing like your mom's knitting circle institute every week. Uh, Georgia's got an easy schedule. Ohio State's got an easy schedule. Like, come on now. SC has a a pretty, I'm going to say easy schedule, but a schedule. Uh, Badass gives us two dollars. He gives us two more to say thoughts on Stanford and Calvary building the pack. I, I just don't see a path. I, that's I, the issue. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how that happens. Yeah, I mean, I, the only way that would happen is if you were to roll out a Mountain West merger, and I still don't think you'd have uh, Autonomous 5 status at that point. That's the question. That's the question. What, yeah. what, like, I don't think – because when these auto bids get done, and don't forget that the first college football playoff meeting – is in five days. Yeah. Well, next Wednesday, I guess it is. That's a big deal because you're they're, they're, one of their main focuses is auto bids for 2024. Right. And an expanded playoff. And I don't, if you rebuild the pack, whatever, if Stanford and Cal are there, those are two great brands. You're still not going to get an auto bid, pack in my opinion. 10. You're, you're not because you're going to be a large swath of the Mountain West, if not all of it. Oregon State and Washington State with Stanford and Cal, that doesn't – I don't think that equates to an auto bid. Yeah. I think you are that one that is – you're going to be a, the, shooting for the at-large or the G5 bid. Yeah. Because I, I maintain the G5 is going to hang on to an auto bid. I do. I, I'm, I'm in that camp. But I, I don't know – I think if Stanford and Cal, Calford, Calford. were going to rebuild the Pac-12, wouldn't they be doing that already? Yeah. Wouldn't they be? Because Stanford is so broke and in such a hole financially. I mean, Cal is. Cal is, excuse me, yes. Um, 
like Cal, I mean, their guys are calling me saying, hey, how do I get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty for hour number two of the Monty show? And I, I tell them, hey, you know, $1,000 a day is what full-time graduates. $1,000 a day keeps the pro rata away. You know what I'm saying, man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> TridayTrading.com presents hour number two of the Monty oh. show. Uh, as we tell you on a pretty regular basis, full-time day traders who graduate the TridayTrading.com program make $1,000 a day on average part-timers. And, and trust me, I tell you all the time, I dabble in the market on my own. I, when I worked at, at Yelp and I was the number one seller in the country. I've been a rich man. They sent me my oil painting that I got three times over for being number one in the country. Thank you. Um, we had a Slack channel that essentially was all day traders. And everybody used to just talk talk day trading. It's a moneymaker. Part-time graduates of the Triday Trading program who work full-time jobs and use Triday Trading, day trading as a side hustle, are making three to 500 bucks a day. You guys, it's real money. And the best part is they're not asking you to pay them a ton of money in advance to see what it's all about. No, friends. They have a $10 30-day trial membership right now. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. You make a $10 charitable donation. It's a tax write-off for you. They give you their entire program for 30 days. And if at the end of that 30 days you're unhappy with it, it's not a fit for you, cool, walk away. You still got a tax write-off and you're $10 light, sure. But if I said to you, give me $10, I'll show you your future. Hey, by the way, if I also said you can make $240,000 in the next 12 months, you want to get in on that? Yeah, I think you do. You don't have to go to the office. You work for yourself. You're, you're educated. You're a graduate. Let's go. Trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it. On the Monty Show. Um, let's see. I wear khakis. I read that one. I'm sorry. Domer Wop for 20 more. Thank hey, you, Domer. Monty, I'm inclined to agree with you. You're always a straight shooter. However. Oh, boy. However. Oh, boy. Joel Klatt, Fox Sports, has been on a rampage for several shows that media partners had nothing to do with influencing conference changes. I, I like Joel a lot. He's always treated me very well. That's completely false. Yeah. Joe, wor Joe works at, at uh, Fox. My sourcing, I think my track record in, in college football realignment speaks for itself. We have been almost spot on the entire time. Yeah. We told you last October when ESPN and Amazon stopped bidding on the Pac-12 meteorites. We told you last August that Fox and ESPN had both said we're not interested in being tier one partners. Yeah. We told you that George Klyovkov was asking for $500 million per year. I mean, the, it, it, it's inexplicable to me if, if there's no way to explain all oh, the TV partners were never involved. Okay, well then, how do you explain the Big 12 coming to market early when it was not even on their radar? How do you explain that the Pac-12 lost members, and where did they go? Did they, did they go to Mountain West and get on CBS Sports Network? No. They made ESPN more money. Do you think it's accidental that ESPN 
in the two biggest stakes they own, the AAC and the Big 12. Think it's accidental they included pro ratas? Do you think it's accidental that ESPN said, and remember what I told you in October, ESPN and Amazon are not going to be competitors. ESPN does not view Amazon as a competitor. Yeah. Anybody see the news today? Hmm. No, I know I know I don't know shit from Shinola, but anybody see the news today that uh, ESPN is looking at a relationship with Amazon to be a streaming partner where Amazon would essentially be the launching jumping off point for ESPN's direct-to-consumer, DTC, direct-to-consumer mm-hmm. initiative, which Bob Iger said, the, the head honcho at Disney, which owns ESPN, Bob Iger said it's a matter of when, not if, we go directly to consumer. So wait, rewind the, re- rewind the clocks back to about 11 months ago when we told you Let's wind the clocks back a year. ESPN and Amazon. ESPN will not compete with Amazon. They don't view them as a competitor. Oh, you guys are idiots. Don't know what you're talking about. Just hacks on YouTube. Again, shit from Shinola guy over here. What do I know? Right? I can, I can quote you huge timeline of events that says TV absolutely influences. And Joel Klatt, good dude. I'm not saying he's even wrong. There's no way, unless you are towing the company line, there's no way to say ESPN and Fox didn't have a huge say in this. You're really telling me you're really going to make the argument that Fox had nothing to do with with Oregon and Washington. And why would Joel Klatz go out on a limb and say that Fox, you know, destroyed a conference? You're really going to tell me that... ESPN and Fox haven't had a conversation about Stanford and Cal. You, you really believe that? When Stanford and Cal were natural fits in the Big Ten, and they didn't wind up there, and now, today, we're hearing, ESPN is advocating with the Big 12 on Stanford and Cal's behalf. But yes, the TV networks never, come on. I mean, the list is, I can give you example after example. Not saying he's wrong. Again, shit from Shinola guy over here. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I think our track record says otherwise. Uh. I think our track record says otherwise. And I'm happy to go head to head. Justin Amador for $5. Red Raider, pew, pew, living in New Jersey. Pew, pew. Love the show. (laughs) Come on, man. It's Friday. Give me some slack. Uh... I know, uh, I know I have an eight-year-old running around the house screaming, I am a man because it's garbage. I'm a man because it's garbage. Let's go, baby. Pew, pew. Let's go. That's what this show is all about, Fat. Justin. That's what it's all about. Love you, dude. Uh, Michael Zonka. I, is that, I'm just going to say it that way because that's the way it looks. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Michael, appreciate you very much. You guys, all our new members today, Love it, man. Absolutely love it. Uh, Domer Wap, make sure you DM Jake. You Do are me- you are members oh, only. Oh, Domer. Domer. Joining the group. Okay. Yeah, buddy. You you are. Thank you, Corey Erickson, who gifted a membership today. 
Thank you. Thank you, Aaron Wilson, who gifted a membership today. Let's go. I love it, you guys. Love it. Um, anybody that uh, bought in at the uh, members-only content, absolutely make sure you DM Jake on uh, Twitter or Instagram, SLC Jake, to get yourself Do into it. the uh, to get yourself into the uh, members-only content. Domer Wap, twenty more dollars. Thank you, sir. Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman, starting quarterback at Notre Dame. Please. <clears throat> Please. <clears throat> Notre Dame, our mother. Start praying. <laughs> Got to cover that 20-point number somehow, sir. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Willie uh, for $5. I don't think the ACC will get paid. We'll get Pac-12. No. By the big and the big 12. I can't wait to see the Domers try and handle a real schedule instead of cupcakes. Yeah. Freaking Domers. Yeah. I, I, I think, it, and we haven't played a game yet. We. I'm on the team. Just call me Rudy. Um, everybody's like, oh, yeah. Notre Dame's going to win like nine, ten games. Marcus Freeman, coach of the year. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. Nine, ten games nah, for Notre Dame, dude. Nah, nah, bro. Don't lie to me. Well, you remember BetMGM has them at nine and a half. Yeah, because they know that Notre Dame fan is delusional. Whoever set that, just somebody do a wellness check on whoever set that number for my guy. I think I've hit it every time. No, no, coach, you have not. Not on Notre Dame, you haven't. Not on Notre Dame. No, no, sir. Uh, Lance Johnson, what's a pack? Pack <laughs> 10. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wear khakis. I really think Alabama will have a playoff run this year. Next year, they will have arguably the hardest schedule of all time without a playoff run. The dynasty is not over. I think next year the game changes for a lot of folks. If you if you look at Alabama's schedule this year, and I know we did this earlier in the week, um, I don't know. Alabama always has a tough schedule. He has our full respect. But, dude, Middle Tennessee, okay. You're playing Texas in week two. Yeah. The All-State Crossbar Classic. Is that okay, really okay. what they're, they're calling the it? The All-State Crossbar. What is this, hockey? You're in good hands dude, with what are, All-State. Dude, what are we doing, hey, bro? By, did you guys see that Aaron Rodgers and uh, State Farm part company after 12, 12, uh, 12 years? Yeah, that's because Aaron Rodgers is an idiot. You're Aaron fucking Rodgers. Oh. Uh, Texas. Tuscaloosa, Saturday, September 9th. I mean, that's, that's a straight-up pick em, dude. I don't think you can favor either one. Let's go. South At South Florida, win. not an easy game, but that's a win. Lane Train, Ole Miss. Win. Tuscaloosa. Win. Mississippi State. Win. That's in Starkville. Win. Uh, Texas A&M. Win. College Station. Win, dude. Okay. Arkansas, Tuscaloosa. Win. Brian, Danny. Uh, Tennessee, Tuscaloosa. Win. Uh, LSU at home. Pick them, dude. That's a tough one. Bro. You know what that game is? That's revenge. You want to go for two, Brian Kelly? You and your fake Southern ass accent? Go drink your, your sun tea. We're kicking your ass. Alabama's beating LSU. At Kentucky. Win. Chattanooga. Win. Auburn. Win. Iron Bowl. That's at Auburn. Win. I think that is a nine-win schedule. I think... I really worry about that that South Florida game's a trap game. If there ever was a trap game, it's Tampa. It's national TV ABC. 
That South Florida game is one I worry about. Um, yeah, we really need to see what what the old Sabinator is going to do for a quarterback this year because no. you're in one of those years where you don't have that guy. You, you don't have a, a well-known, no-doubt-about-it guy leading the offense. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think they have a lot of talent. That I defense, don't deny that. I don't deny I think, it, dude. I think Kool-Aid's going to be an absolute stud in the back end of that defense. I just I, – I, I, Yeah. We'll see. I think when you look at the – I mean, they have so much talent on that defense. But like, they always have talent. That's never in question, dude. The question is, can you beat LSU? The question yes. is – can you get that stop on the goal line? Like the question oh, is. Oh, I don't have any. I I don't have any doubt about that. I, you're losing Bryce Young, right? I think that's what you. I think that's what you have a question. But they have so much. They have so much talent, mm-hmm. and they they like. I'm just looking through their defense. They're they're young guys. They're, you know, they're they're guys like Peyton Yates. Or they're so talented. I mean. They just have so much talent. They're probably 25, 30 deep on defense. Mm. Legit. Looking at their depth chart. And it, and it just keeps going. I'm not worried about who you're stopping or I'm worried about who they're like, who is their number one wide receiver? Like who, who, who is, what are their special teams going to be like this year? Because, LSU won because you went for two. Let let's not let's not kid ourselves. A, a, a LSU won that game because they went for two and they had the balls. They made it, um, and that's that's all well and good. And and I'm fine with that. But it, at the end of the day, and, and I'm not trying to be Mister Cliche, but if Jalen Milrow doesn't have guys to throw to, and I I am I'm a Milrow guy. I believe in him. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have guys to throw to, I really worry about like Isaiah Bond's got to perform. I, I I worry about Kobe Prentice. You've got to you're you're relying on a lot of sophomore talent at wide receiver. I I have no. Don't even talk to me about defense. They're 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 Tim Tim Smith is going to be just fine. Their defense is just fine. I worry about their wide receivers. Yeah, you worrying about Undo sophomores P. at wide receiver. I'm worried about sophomores at quarterback. Yeah, well, Jalen Milrow is fine. He he is he is ready. I think he is. I agree. Alabama and LSU is probably the game of the year. Let's get past Texas and South Florida. Yeah, you know, I think the problem for Alabama, and I'm not even saying that Jalen can't get the job done, but the problem is when you play at Alabama, it's not just about you know. Hey, being good enough. I mean, you need to be elite in the SEC a quarterback to to win the conference. And I and I don't doubt that I they agree can do with it. That. But I, I, I agree think with that, that there's just higher expectations. And so I you know, Tyler, more worried, Tyler wait, wait, wait. Buckner, neat, like cool. But are you more worried? It's it's Mil Jalen Milrose your guy. It's, I know it's he's over. the guy, but like yeah. You're you got all this confidence in dude. I want to see him play an SEC schedule first. Who are you more worried about, Georgia or Alabama? Alabama. I think I'm more worried about Georgia. You don't see this kind of tumult off the field. You don't see all of these issues ever, and then you just don't backslide at all. 
I, I, I think that's a real issue. I'm not going to count on Kirby to backslide. I need to see that Nick Saban can still go out and be the Nick Saban we know he is. Yeah. Because he's lost too much the last couple of seasons. And everyone loses. Everyone goes on cold streaks. No doubt about it. I'm not questioning Nick Saban. But I, I, I want to see. You know what it is? When Nick Saban's winning, I enjoy that more than Kirby Smart winning. Yeah. That's the problem. Well, because Kirby, yeah, we've got plenty of time to talk about them. Domer Wop with a $50 super Appreciate sticker. Appreciate you, Domer. Let's go. Look at all the new members. Let's go, baby. Austin Davis. Let's go, Austin. Join that membership, baby. His, his avatar says, I'm speeding because I have to poop. I'm speeding... Because Dude. I have to poop. I was going 100 miles an hour at about 11 o'clock. You read into that what you want. Uh, Apple account S. Okay, Pac-12. We did it. Hey, Tim Cook. Good to see yeah. you. How's your blue penis rocket ship, sir? Uh, Andy Anderson. Andy Anderson. Double A, not triple A. We Let's get go, it. Andy Anderson. Everybody's complaining because I'm not reading anything but super chats. Well, well. You know, uh, phenomenal Hebrew, hey, phenomenal. What's up, my guy? The schedule really helps Georgia to not backslide. Well, yeah. there is that. Yeah, dude. dude. Georgia's schedule this year is stupid. Gary Wolf says Saban, Nick Saban spends too much time doing AFLAC ads. Aflac, him and Dion did one this year. Field crew, dirt, Doctor Cheese. Swear to God, this better be a good comment. My friend, every day I love Live that up you're to here. It. Common, Monty. You're not worried about the giant pink elephant in the locker room at Sabinville. It's a huge elephant. Well, maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. I am worried about. I I don't disagree with you. The court. You're replacing Bryce Young. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, that's a little different than Stetson Bennett. Like, yeah. You're replacing Bryce Young. That is, that's a guy that carried you. Yeah. Absolutely, there's concern about that. You know, like, I, you, you, you worry about that. Mike Smith, uh, MH3, um, and Monty Show have different sources. However, when the info lines up, it makes my ears perk up. I don't know who MH3 is, but okay. You know. Domer Watt laughs out loud. Uh, Hero 75 for $10, just seven minutes away from giving away uh, football tickets. I believe going forward each year in the Big Ten, we will see Ohio State versus Oregon and USC versus Penn State or Michigan. They will be great games. Who will Washington and UCLA play yearly from the East? Well, that's a great point. I am not a UCLA fan, especially now that my guy DTR should be the starting quarterback of the Browns. No, no. Washcloth man no, is preventing him from doing that. No, know your role. Know your role. Let Washcloth do this Washcloth thing and get kicked out of the organization. Then come in and be the hero. I think, dude, I think DTR, real quick sidebar here, DTR is in a prime position to take over an organization in the right way, Right. Notice they get rid of Josh Dobbs and the other guy and 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 Deshaun is probably going to flame out this year. Let's be honest. DTR is going to step right in. No problem. No questions asked. Going to be ready to go. And I couldn't be more excited for him. How about this little nugget? Oh, boy. Dennis Dodd. Oh, boy. Dennis Dodd tweeting. 
a link to leadership.oregonstate.edu. Oh, boy. An athletics update dated today. Uh, Student-athlete success. Travel and game schedule, including start times. Travel time, time away from campus. That is a priority. Physical and mental health and well-being is a priority. Academic success and preparation for life after Oregon State is a priority. Competition at the highest level is a priority. Key considerations, Power 5 conference membership. And this is wait, so this is a this is a docket for a meeting? This is no, this is a document. Um that and if you go, I'll retweet it right now. Find me on Twitter, the Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y the Monty Show. Um, this is a document from Oregon State. Uh-huh. And it simply it is a how many pages is this? This is a seven-page document. Yeah. And it says competition at the highest level possible, P5 membership, championships, regional rivalries, Olympic sports, best experience for alumni and fans, completing research stadium uh, project opens September 9th, $160.8 million project. Can we not just skip over this little nugget they have right here on the competition page? Hey, uh, Oregon State's just one of two programs since 2018, the other being Texas, to have its football team win at least 10 games in a, se- in a season, have both of its men's and women's basketball teams go to the Elite Eight, and see its baseball and softball teams go to the men's and women's college World Series respectfully. Just saying winning matters at some point. <coughs> two pages below that. It's a seven-page PowerPoint presentation. Current fiscal year... 2024 revenue, $95.3 million. Projected Pac-12 NCAA revenues, $42.7 million, $35 million net. Expected gap in fiscal year 2025 revenue from media deal. Uh-oh. Key questions revisited. Prioritize the holistic development and well-being of student-athletes. Champion the ability of Oregon State student-athletes to compete at the highest level possible. Maximize financial resources for Oregon State athletic program and support for student-athletes. This is a very, very interesting, very, very interesting document. I mean, and I will, let me just, maybe I can just screen grab this real quick. This one on competition at the highest level. And again, what we are telling you is our sources are telling us that inevitably you are going to have a situation where Oregon State winds up in the Mountain West. And what's really interesting here is that that graph. This is one of the things there. Um, What's really interesting is they talk about key considerations Power Five Conference Membership Championships, Regional Rivalries, Olympic Sports. If you're prioritizing P5, that's going to be tough. But if you prioritize it, doesn't that mean that you want to get back to it as soon as you can? Yeah. That's not a seven-year deal in the AAC. That's a three- or four-year deal in the Mountain West. You're prioritizing regional rivalries. Well, 
I mean, Washington State's in your region. Boise State's in your region. I would think that that Fresno State's in your region, right? Yeah, yeah. Wyoming's in your region. Colorado State's in your region. Utah State's in your region. This this page right here very much screams Mountain West. Uh, uh, Olympic sports, Mountain West. This is very interesting. Very, very interesting. I think, and we've talked about this at length on the program before. Program? The play of go to the Mountain West for three years and then get back into a P4, I think is very relevant for a program like Oregon State. Because, again, I'm just going to keep saying it, Oregon State's a good program, and nobody talks about them, and that's largely their fault. I have no problem saying that. you got to tell your story more. you got to spend more money on marketing. I mean, you you just got to, you know, you have to do a better job in that area of your athletic department. And I think that when I look at that slide we were just showing, and I think regionality at a Power 5 level, I think Utah and Colorado. I, I, I think Oregon. I, I I think, you know, all the names that you guys all know and love. So, I would agree. The Olympic angle suggests Mountain West. I would agree. The 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 prioritizing, like on the other sides, talking about prioritizing the uh, mental health of your student. Uh, Minimizing time away from campus. Yeah, screams Mountain West. And I don't disagree. For Oregon State. The Mountain West is a savvy play. You cannot go out on a limb here if you're Oregon's, Oregon State. No. You need to keep your revenue as high as you can keep it. Uh, and I know uh, the Mountain West is not nearly the revenue that the ACC is, but I think that you lose a lot of money with travel. I think you do. And, and I think that, look, if you can find some stability over the next couple of years in the Mountain West and then you can work with Gloria Navarez on on possible expansion, uh, you know, maybe maybe it is just trying to work with Brett Yormark. Because I do, I genuinely feel like Oregon State would be a fine fit in the Big 12. I just think that the Big 12 is going to be extremely picky when it comes to expansion in the next wave. Don't you have to be? I mean, you have to be, yeah. And I'm not following the Big 12 but for again, that. Again, the financial drag of going to 20, people keep people keep wanting to leave this behind. Um, the, the drag on resources is remarkable I, I, when you go to 20. Yeah. But I, I I look at the 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 travel, the student welfare, and we've talked about all that. Yeah, you can't go from thirty five million net to like ten million net and travel to Charlotte. How how are you doing that? Yeah, on a regular basis, you can't do that when you have Nevada, when you have Fresno, Colorado State, Boise State, Air Force, Colorado Springs, San Jose State. UNLV, Utah State, Wyoming. It makes too much sense. I, this screams, I, and I know the AAC crowd's not going to like it. I know you're not going to like it, but but it is. What it is, dog. It's as simple as that. Boy, Dennis Dodd with a, with a gold mine. It right is there. what it is. It is, coach. Uh, Andy Anderson, before we give these tickets away, where do you put Wyoming in all of the realignment? Wyo is regularly put with the left behinds. Well, you're in the Mountain West. Yeah, I don't. Gloria Navarez is a lot of things. Disloyal and stupid, she is not. And if you add Oregon State and Washington State, I put Wyoming right where they are and right where they belong. Now, if we're talking about some other alternative universe, 
let's be honest, the, the brand value and the, the draw and the revenue is not there for Wyoming as a value proposition. Yeah. But right now, Gloria Navarro isn't going to cut Wyoming and be like, all right, see you later, Cowboys. <laughs> Great Plains and shit. Like, she's not going to do that. Boom. Out of here. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense for her to do that. Um, have seen recent stability in their program as far as football is concerned, but overall as well. There's nothing wrong with Wyoming. Yeah. What's wrong with Wyoming is, well, you're, you're in Wyoming. You're, you're in Wyoming. That geography's not helping you out there with yeah, all due I mean, respect. With, with all due respect. Right? That, with all due respect. Laramie's beautiful this time of year, but it's Laramie. All due respect. Yeah. With all due respect. So, with all due respect. Yeah, Tone. Uh, I just, it, 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 it it's a it's a tough spot to be in. Yeah. You're you're Fresno State. Yeah. All the Bulldog fans are like, you guys are assholes. Okay, well, tell me what your value proposition is. <coughs> the Carr brothers. Hey SMU, what's your value proposition? Devontae Adams went to Fresno State. Cool. Um. That and some pork rinds will get you higher cholesterol. Um, uh, other than that, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What is your value proposition, SMU? Yeah, you got a deep pockets, um, and you're willing to play for free. That's your that's your value proposition. It be what it is, you know. Like it just yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Anyway, anyway. All right, you guys. Let's do this. Let's give away some tickets. We need you guys to vote. Yeah, got to get involved here. Let's go. Because Jake and I are on different sides of this one. Right. Um, we're giving away a pair of tickets right now to Colorado at Utah presented by bucked up energy, buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty 20 to get 20% off at checkout at buckedup.com. They are your presenting sponsor of Colorado, which is different than Wyoming at Utah on 11 25 and the contenders are fierce. Let's play Lee Jensen. Lee Jensen went to super chicks. And there's only one reason Jake is leaning towards Lee Jensen. Because Lee is a weirdo just like Jake. Okay, so I'm here at Super Chicks trying to decide whether the Picavo or the Deluxe is better. And as I'm walking in, I notice that they've got fresh Idaho potatoes. So I'm excited to eat those Idaho. fries. I know they custom cut them daily. And so I will be asking the employees what they like more. Do they like the Deluxe more or the Bacavo? Time to find out. After talking with the manager, we decided that it wasn't the best idea to record the employees. So what I did was we got their vote totals, Bacavo or Deluxe, and we landed to a 6-2 favorite for the Bacavo. Now, what I did is I purchased both sandwiches and I'm gonna try them out right now but they look delicious like I ordered them both and look at this that's the deluxe that's the bacavo the bacavo looks and man I am ready to eat it so after I eat it I'll give you a judgment eat it Lee let's go yeah get it dig in so now that deluxe bite is really really good and so it had the most juicy chicken out there like I'm talking about Juicy. And so now I'm ready to try the Bacavo. Now let's see if it matches the height. Here it comes. Disgusting. Mm. 
Bacabo wins for sure. Bacabo yes, wins dude. for sure. Bacabo. And that's the video. It went 7-2 towards Bacabo. So now we know. And you guys already know, you have to get a shake and fries to go. That's a requirement. All right, there you go. Lee Jensen. Juicy. Okay, here is Lee Jensen's competition. Yeah. This is my choice. I think this is one of the best videos we have ever seen in the ticket competition. You guys, look at what Kyle Jensen did right here. Because the Utes have always hunted buffalo. Yeah! Let's go! That was pretty awesome, dude. With the can. Now, you guys, you guys, I'm going to play this again. Note the can of bucked up. Now, just listen. Because the Utes have always hunted buffalo. Come on, yes! my guy! Yes! Let's go! That is now, so good! Now, the reason that I... I don't disagree. That's that phenomenal. Is that is phenomenal. one of the best we've ever gotten. Phenomenal. Now, here's why I want to put it to a vote. Because Lee Jensen went way out of his way. Did a sample test at Super Chicks, like put in a ton of effort on it, just as Kyle did. So Dude. I just want to put it to a vote. I want to be fair. They both put in a ton of effort on it. I'm I'm all in on I'm all in. I know you're Kyle. Guy. I'm, I get it, I'm dude. Kyle. I'm all in. On, I'm all Kyle. in on it. I get it. God damn! Look at my guy Domer Wap coming in with two hundred dollars. Hey, Domer, let's go, baby! Thank you, Domer. That's unbelievable. You support the show like that. Um, all right, let's go. Who do you guys think? Who Who do you guys think uh, gets the win? Uh, Mike Smith says, "F yeah, Native America mofos, you guy with the for the win." Okay, so that so there's Kyle, Jeremy Callahan, five votes for me for Lee. You don't get five, you get one. Raptor says, "Going with Lee." Two. Um, let's see. Lee Jensen said, "I had both Monty shirts in that video." Yes, That's he true. did. That's true. He had it's the Monty shirts. True, dude. And donuts. It says Ralphie gets smoked for the win. Okay. Woo. That's 2-2 two, two now. And he says Kyle. 3-2 Kyle. Adam Salamini. Super Chicks Vid is at least 30 bucks on video production budget. My vote. 3-3. Three, 3-3. Three. Three, three. Three, three. Gary Wolf says Lee. 4-3 to Lee. Boy, this is tough. It's tight, dude. This is tough. OG Gary. Deluxe eaters have colon issues with spice, but Cabo is tears uh, above. Bacavo. Jaron Eccles says, I vote for Lee. F yeah. Whoa. Four, four? Ooh. Four, three? Uh, Lance Johnson, Lee Jensen, Monty is a U of U homer. <laughs> Matt Ritson, he drilled the buffalo. The mighty buffalo hunter, we're tied. Yeah, so now we're 5-5. Five, five. You guys, we're tied now. Yeah, we're 5-5 five, five now. We're, we're tied. Kevin says Kyle. 6-5. Stan says Lee. 6-6. Six, six. OG Gary clarifies he's voting for Bacavo. Okay, so that's seven six for oh, Lee. Oh wow, Lee's pulling away. Jeremy already voted. Timo votes for Lee. Okay, so that's eight six for Lee. Uh, the Todd Father says short and sweet. Kyle. See, and I don't disagree. Okay, and that's eight seven for Lee, right? Kyle uh, just picked one. Austin up. Davis, I vote for Utes. Always suit Buffaloes. Oh. Eight eight for eight eight. We're tied now. Tanner Plummer says Lee. 9-8 Lee. Force Ghost says Buffalo Hunter. 9-9. Nine, nine. Aaron, Kyle, but my video was better. 10-9. <laughs> Let's go. 
Oh, Merle. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Merle says Lee. Cam says Lee. Okay, SC I, okay, says okay. Lee. I, damn, it's rolling in now. RB dog. says Kyle. Daniel Dixon says Lee. Super Chicks vid. Lee. Teddy says, uh, sup, guys. Get Kyle to the game. Lee for okay, sure. I, I think we got to do a poll, dude. I, it's too many now. No, I, it, Lee, I think Lee won. Should I put a poll in the chat, you guys? I, I just want to have it official, official. Oh, I think it's a. I think I think, I mean, I Lee's, think Lee's got more. Lee's but... got a three vote lead at a minimum. Yeah, uh, at a minimum. All right, real quick, real quick. Who won? Let me do it. Okay. Bacavo versus Buffalo Hunter. Bacavo. All right, here we go. You guys ready? Here we go. Let's There's the poll got. right there. There's the poll right there. Let's go. Okay, three minutes. Where does the Kyle video stack up in the best we've ever received? Because oh, I man. think it's, it's right up there, it's dude. It's right up there. I mean, we've gotten, like, Aaron Wilson's contribution, the wrestling video that he did last week was pretty solid. You oh, know. Buffalo Hunters winning. Let's go. Oh, this is so close, you guys. Oh, my God. This is 50-50. <laughs> Look at this poll. <laughs> this is on the Buffalo Hunter. <laughs> Buffalo, Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo, Buffalo. <laughs> Screw Prime. Oh, my goodness. This is crazy. Buffalo Hunter. 50-50. There it is. Oh, my goodness. Down to the wire, dude. Oh, my goodness. Come on, vote. We need you guys to vote. Come on. Dead even. Okay, let's Buffalo go Hunter. Dead even. Uh, should we play it one more time? Does everyone need to see it again? Buffalo Hunter good? and Lee. Yeah, let's play it one more time. Let's go one more time each. I know Lee's a little longer, but... Here's the Buffalo Hunter. Because the Utes have always hunted Buffalo. And two product placements. It's gas, dude. There's no doubt about it. It's and gas. then there's Lee... Now look at the shirts. Okay, so I'm here at Super Chicks. Trying There's to the first shirt. The, the big 5-0 birthday. And he's gone out of his way to go better. in store here. And as I'm walking in, I notice that they've got fresh Idaho potatoes. The key ingredient. So it is. I'm excited key ingredient. to eat those. There's no doubt about it. I know they custom. Where are we at? Oh, it's daily. 50 50. And so it is I dead even, you guys. How much they like? 131 votes. Keep voting. Let's go. Dude, this is wild. Time to find out. After talking. With the manager, we decided that it wasn't the best idea to record the employees. So, the old Bacavo's winning. Now it's even got their vote total. It is racist. Bacavo, fifty-one forty-nine. Bacavo. We landed to a six-two favorite. Oh my! For goodness. the Bacavo. Now, what I did is I purchased both sandwiches, and I'm going to try them out true taste right test. now. You give but them they look it is. delicious. It is a true like taste. I ordered them Head both, up. and look at this. Fifty-two forty-eight. Bacavo is winning. That's the Bacavo. And man, I wow, am. Wow, 139 votes. So Bacavo is it, winning at I'll the give wire. You a judgment. At the wire. Now I'm going to. Listen to that. Yeah, that's a really good shot. Because the YouTube Notice the bow in his hand, too. Yeah, he shot it. Yeah, dude. And two cans of bucked up. Yeah.
Oh, my. This is so close, you guys. How many votes? Uh, 144. It's 51-49 Bacavo. Okay, can we get to 160, 170 votes? Like, I just want to make sure that we get everyone in this on this. This is wild. It's so close. This dude. is wild, you guys. I, I 20 seconds. Get your votes in. We're down to 20 seconds. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 50-50 now. Oh, my God, dude. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Oh my God, it ends the next change. There it is right there. Buffalo Hunter wins. <laughs> Woo! Let's go. Let's go. Look at that, you guys. 50 49. 50% to 49. The Buffalo Hunter wins. Wow. Damn. Wow, you guys. Kyle Jensen. Well done, dude. Well done. You know what, uh, Lee Jensen? Uh, D DM Jake. He's going to give you a $50 uh, Amazon gift card for your effort, man. Yeah, dude. Really appreciate you, dude. See, this is why I want the people to vote, because I'm telling you, this was a really <laughs> close... I so, so the backstory, just really quick, then we'll get back to the show. But I, Lee sent me all these videos last night. And then Kyle tweeted at us his his video, the the Buffalo Hunter video, and and so it was so funny because the Buffalo Hunter video is like this short and sweet, power packed, make a point video, yeah, and it was awesome and I loved it. But Lee's also was really good. Go in, do a taste test, like like I, that's why I wanted to vote because I knew it would be close. Yeah, that that is uh, that is wild. Yeah, that is absolutely wild. Yeah, dude. Amazing job, you guys. Uh, thanks to everybody at Bucked Up, buckedup.com. Um, hit them on social media, tweet at them, Instagram at them, Facebook at them. Uh, let them know you heard about Bucked Up on the Monty Show. Better yet, go to any of their uh, locations in Utah or get on buckedup.com. Uh, use the promo code Monty20 to get 20% off at, at purchase. You guys, just fantastic job. Everybody, over the last four weeks, dude, the competitions have been amazing. And we've given away three of the games we gave away were voted three of the most important games in the Big 12, including BYU Cincinnati, Texas Baylor, and Tech uh, versus Oregon. This Utah game was, was the fourth most voted on asked for game when we started this thing. You guys kicked ass. It was it was unbelievable. Uh, Kyle A. gives us $5. What are your thoughts on Coach Witt's comment on the rivalry? I think it's blown out of proportion. He was talking about conference realignment. Totally blown out of proportion. Yeah. By the way, uh, Kyle Jensen, you need to DM me. Uh, I need to get your information and give you those tickets. Yep, absolutely. So please DM me because I absolutely. can't give it to you without that. Just a really, you guys, really great job. Appreciate you. T. Higgins is a badass for $10. SMU was able to come up with $250 million at the snap of a finger. San Diego State didn't even have $17 million for a buyout. Does San Diego State even have the money and donor base to be able to compete as a P4? They don't. No. They don't. We're talking apples to oranges. Yeah. It, it's crazy. Salamini, wait, wait, wait. Last week, I get the wind pulled out from my dead cold hands, but the ginger gets a gift card. Dude, look, don't play victim, dude. When it was look, voted dude. fifty to forty-nine, how, it, we're, dude, bro, we played dude. all your videos, right? We played all your like. <laughs> don't I don't want any of this soft victim crap, okay? 
Yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear that, dude. You didn't have a bow and arrow shooting buffalo, okay? With yeah. all due respect. Bro, come on. You're not Jaron Eccles doing Rocky reenactments at the Mavericks. Yeah, I mean, I love your videos, dude, but Buddy goes out into the forest with what I presume is his oh. wife or his friend or something. Oh, my God. Literally shoots at buffalo. Like, come on. I thought it was fantastic. OG, I love you, Solomon. OG but come Gary on says the joke. Yeah, like, come on. Be better, dude. Sorry if you're offended by that. Come on. Oh, I love you, Salomini. Salomini. Yeah, you know, like, I love I, you, I, dude. Come on, dude. Where is the Italian? Roundabout. Uh, or wait, I'm a ginger, Lee Jensen said. Yeah, apparently. that's my other question. <laughs> Lee is a blonde, not a ginger, dude. What are we doing? Carpets match the drapes. Uh, roundabout. He shot a child's toy. Indeed, he did. Uh, Mike Smith, ND, told the gingers to expand. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Ah, Salamini said I had wired kids for three days. <laughs> hey, man, hell of a price to pay. You know what I mean? Oh. You want to know you bought it. <laughs> and you know all this does. All this does makes us do more competitions. Yeah, dude. It makes us do more contests because it's so good. You got to get stroked. It is so good. Aaron Wilson, it was no competition last week. No, it wasn't. No, Stone cold. Stone cold. That was awesome. Uh, Tanner, is Leah Ginger? No. Mike Smith, kind of looked like it on the screen, though. Okay, well, play it again. Play Lee, it again real I mean, quick. Not the whole thing, but just play it again so we can see. Okay, so I'm here at Super Chicks trying to decide. Yeah, he does kind of look like a ginger, I got to tell you. Dude, his hair is, is blonde, blonde, bro. What do you mean? As I'm walking Lee, in, can we talk I know about that they've got. Go see our, our guy, Jay Top. Idaho potatoes. Yeah, we wouldn't be so wondering I'm if you were a ginger if you had that high faith. You know what I mean? Fries. I know they cut By the way, we got to go cut see them daily. Yeah, we do. He does so look like a ginger. I disagree. He looks like a blonde. What they like more? Do they like the deluxe look like more a ginger? or the bacavo? Oh, man. Time and by the way, is ginger, I wouldn't. Uh, with yeah, the manager, bro, he's not a ginger. That. He's a blonde. Come on. Yeah, no doubt the buffalo is not a ginger. It's dead. Because the Utes have always hunted buffalo. And look at the beard game. Yeah, Look dude. at the beard game. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Come on now. Come on now. I know you. You wanted him to win. Oh, yeah. I did. I. It was it. You guys. In my mind, it wasn't even a competition. Well, I it, it wasn't even a competition. Uh, Mrs. Monty versus Monty. No, it could be. Yeah, come on. Real Idaho potatoes, not the fake ones. Not the fake ones. Uh, OG Gary says that's a that's brown hair. Blake says strawberry blonde. I mean, listen, you, you guys are not. Yeah, <laughs> you do you. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. And by the way, isn't ginger kind of like a, a slight? Yes, it is a slight towards towards redheaded folks. <laughs> you know, oh, Salamini, dude, unbelievable. Salamini says, does the carpets match the curtains? Exactly. Mike Smith, I think it was the light. Ah, uh, you know. Yeah. Jay Bala, blonde, blonde, blonde. That's what I'm saying, dude. You've always been a big fan of bronze, uh, blondes. Teddy Wayman, beard bros for life. That's what I'm talking about. You didn't even vote for him. And G Teddy can speak on the ginger talk. Teddy is a ginger. Yeah, Teddy, is ginger an offensive term to you? The tile king of yeah. Utah. The. The. You guys need any tile jobs done? Teddy Wayman, dude. My shower's amazing. Christopher Murphy, all this hair color talk has me missing conference real <laughs> Let's wind the clocks back a year. Ah. All right, let's get into uh, let's get into football at fifty, and then we got to talk ESPN and Amazon uh, coming up in eight minutes. It, but again, you guys, unbelievable, great competition, great contests. 
go. We'll give away more football tickets, there's no doubt, because it's just so much fun. Yeah, let's go. Uh, to 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 do it. I it, it's it's amazing. Look at all the AAC fans getting pissed at me. Yeah, it is what it is, bros. Uh, can we talk about Anthony Richardson real quick? Football 50, 10 in the hour, every hour. Here we go. Speaking of gingers, Anthony Richardson last night, uh, he was feeling himself. Like, right. that, not that way because that's a felony. Um, but he's still, here's Anthony Richardson doing the Fly Eagles Fly celebration. Right. Homie, you completed 35% of your passes. But they hit in him the, in the hands. It, shut up. In the game last night, look, Dak. Anthony Richardson completed 35% of his passes, and he was not good. He wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. He was very Lamar Jackson in that he ran really well and threw pretty poorly. And hands off for a touchdown and then does the Fly Eagles Fly celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Am I the only one that I, I I don't? It's strong to say I already dislike this guy. You do. I already want to tell him to shut up. Like, yeah. show me you can play in the league. I know. Actually, be the reason your team wins a game of consequence. I don't know, even a regular season game. Then go ahead and like taunt the other team. Not in the game where you throw for thirty-five percent. Uh-huh. Am I making too much of this? No, I mean, I, I agree that it's distasteful. Certainly, it's distasteful. But obviously, we agree on this cat's potential. I mean, I I, I, I would agree. He, he did not throw put on any, you know, throwing clinic last night. But I do think several of those hit his guys in the hands. There were several of them. I, I think, you know, on, on Twitter, the nice way to say that he runs a lot is he prevented a lot of sacks from happening last night, which is nice guy talk for, hey, he runs a lot. You know, like... There's no doubt. He runs but a lot. All he did was hand it off. Hand it off. Incomplete pass. Hand it off. Touchdown. All right. Fly Eagles. Fly. <laughs> what? What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, Jeff Woodward, speaking of gingers, how's Andy Dalton these days? I don't know. He's a backup somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, he is. Salamini, uh, he did that after back-to-back-to-back run plays. I know, right? Uh, OG Gary Richardson is uh, cold with it. He's a huge talent. He is. He is. Tanner, Richardson was going against the Eagles practice squad defense, but it's preseason. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Yeah, uh, look, I'm in agreement. I, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be doing fly eagle fly in the end zone. Like, and then after the game to say that you were just having fun with it because you were balling. Like, I, this is clearly a guy that's got some maturing to do. I don't. I don't doubt Feeling that or himself. That. Yeah, dude. I mean, just just being riding riding the emotional high playing in the league, and, and you understand it. But I, I, it's definitely distasteful. Mike Smith says, "So what, Monty? The kid is a." Rook and his team just scored. Let him celebrate some, dude. Yeah, maybe I'm get off my lawn. I, I'm open to the idea. I'm old. I am open to it. Uh, Murphy, I suggest looking up Prejudice by Tim Minchin for the redheads out there. It's a fun song. Okay. Uh, Blake, his best pass was hitting the roof at the combine. Oh, God damn. Mike Rayner says, I agree. Uh, Boyd Lake, the SEO king of America. Uh, Richardson may be headed for a bad year. Might be the only chance to taunt that he gets. Oh, bulls. OG Gary, yes, you're wrong on, buddy. Okay. And I'm open to it. Uh, field crew, doctor, uh, field crew, dirt, doctor, cheese. Great as always, guys. Love the chat. Love the topics. Wish I had super chicks in Ohio. 
Got to entertain the wifey for the rest of the evening. Hey, man, have a great weekend. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you, man. Teddy Wayman, I think he's going to be really good. He probably is going to be good. Gary Wolf says, die, Eagles, die. Wow. Roundabout. Jake has money on AR, and he's sticking to the plan. I don't have money on him. I just think that I think has money on him. Watching him last night, there's no doubt. I mean, he's a run first guy. I don't dispute that. But what? But again, as usual, and this has always been my take in the NBA as well. When I get you know big muscular, when I get Giannis, hey dude, can you learn to pass the ball? Can you learn to shoot a jump shot? Like, can this guy learn how to read a defense and be even sixty percent? Because the bar is no longer sixty percent. The bar is 70%, 72, 73% now. So, yeah. Totally agree. Last night, I, I, in, in totally being fair about it, yeah, he had some pretty bad passes last night. There's no doubt about it. He's not a polished passer. He's a passer. rookie, though. He is, but but if I'm just being fair, he also had some that I was like, hey, dude, that hit Buddy in the hands. How are you not catching that? Like, there were both of them. So, I agree. This was distasteful, but I also agree he's a huge talent, and all they need to do is develop him. That said, they don't really develop guys. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, real quick, this Chiefs Chris Jones holdout. Now, I understand that I am just a talk show host, not an NFL defensive tackle. I'm not the guy giving up $1.2 million a week. Bro. Chris Jones says he's going to hold out until week eight. And if I'm the Chiefs, aren't I happy about this? You're not playing for the first eight weeks of the season. You're playing for the last probably 14 weeks of the season. And if I'm the Chiefs, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to save just about $9 million, $10 million on his holdout. Right. He's going to be healthy yep. halfway through the season. Our defense is going to get a huge boost in the middle of the season. To hell with it. Let him hold out. All right, cool, dude. See you in week eight. Because remember, this is a dude, Chris Jones, who's like, oh, yeah, I'm winning defensive player of the year. I'm the best defensive tag. I'm that. Hey, man. Do you. Come in healthy. We'll pay you $1.2 million a week for the rest of the season. Let's go win another Super Bowl. Like, yeah. Why right. would the Chiefs... <laughs> Are the Chiefs more motivated now to pay him because he's threatening to hold out? No, the problem for Chris Jones is they can absorb him holding out. I completely agree. You're not, you're not, you're not Patrick Mahomes. You're not some huge wide receiver that's going to nope. cripple an offense. You're not, like, that's the thing in the NFL now. You have to be someone of consequence. Like, oh my God, this guy's not here. We're not the same. And you can't say that about Chris Jones. Yep, I agree. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show is presented by the good friends of the program at Papa Murphy's Pizza. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the calzones. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Make sure you uh, download the Papa Murphy's app uh, and then use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, Roundabout says uh, he has zero leverage while injured. Totally agree. 
Um, actually, Coco be wild. If you look at social media, majority of NFL world was glad Richardson did that, which I understand. Yeah. Yeah, be. but that's fans talking, dude. When you talk about professionalism, that oh, was a bad look. They're not going to forget that. Yeah. Ron Loney, the Chiefs will be fine. Jeff Woodworth, Chris Jones needs to learn what leverage is. Just don't ask GK. Exactly. Damn. Exactly. Mike Smith, uh, Chiefs live and die with their offense. Plus, it's hard to get paid by the club if you are spending too much time in the tub. Seriously. Yeah, dude. Seriously. No, there's saying, no dude. doubt I about mean, that. That's the that's the genius of how the Chiefs go about it with Patty Mahomes. Because you notice, I thought it was funny, you know, this was like a month ago, you know, when the talk about Herbert's deal getting done was coming and everything. Yep. The Chiefs come out, and Patty Mahomes, I think on quarterback, said it too, that, that you know, it's, it's not necessarily about the money for him anymore because he's been paid so much, and I can yep. respect that. Yep. But, you know... Patty Mahomes now has a decision to make. He's one of those guys that's in a decision or in a in a in a yeah decision where it's like, hey, what do I? How much money do I not take so we can make the team better? Because yeah. I don't necessarily need sixty a year. All right, a couple more real quick. Then we got to get to prize picks. First pitch is coming. Cougar Track says, "Where's the Monty Show T-shirts located? They are coming. We are working on a couple of things. I promise you, those shirts are coming. Maybe never, but they're on the way." Uh, T. Higgins is a badass, says Raider Mark Davis is emperor in Ginger Army. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. Absolutely. The Monty Show presented by our good friends at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Did you get hurt at work today? Are you dealing with a workman's comp situation? You, your wife, your, your friends, your brother, your family. There's no better workman's comp advocates then. Oh, yeah, they're called The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. The best workman's comp attorneys in the business because there's nothing that they haven't seen and experienced because they have the best attorneys with a wealth of knowledge and experience that is going to help you get the best result at the end of your situation, which is all you care about. And one of the things I always talk about when you get in an accident is that mind haze and that, that you know, the insecurity, the not knowing, the restless sleep, the no sleep at night. Let the advocates handle it all. So you can sleep, you can rest, you can get healthy, you can get back to work, you can get back to providing for your family because the advocates are going to fight for you. Check them out online, theadvocates.com, where you never pay a penny out of pocket because you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. All right, you guys, prize picks. Baseball, dude, it's easy money tonight. Mm -hmm. It's easy money. Make sure that you guys uh, get to the link in the description below. Download the prize picks app. And you dudes got to do it because here are here are th my three prize picks tonight. Uh, I'm going Spencer Strider, and we're talking about pitcher strikeouts tonight. Spencer Strider, nine is the number. Nine strikeouts for Spencer Strider. Well, as Jake so poignantly pointed out, Spencer Strider's the number one strikeout pitcher in baseball. Yeah, and uh, looks like, not to cut you off, looks like Prize Picks rolled out a discount on Strider. So now the number's not nine, it's seven. Oh, let's go. So that's, 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 a, that's a win, bro. And I would remind you that he's going up against the Gigantes. Yes. He's going up against the San Francisco Giants. Yes. And uh, they're one of the top strikeout offenses in all of baseball. Mm -hmm. So I would absolutely, I would tell you to go and get it. 22% off Spencer Strider right now. Yep. And the Prize Picks X app, take the more 
on Spencer Strider. The number is seven. Take more on Spencer Strider against the Giants. Um, then you've got Sonny Gray. Uh, the number is six Ks against the uh, Rangers. I think you got to go less than six strikeouts uh, against the Rangers. One, the Rangers are one of the best offenses in baseball. Um, they don't miss a whole lot of pitches. And I think Sonny Gray's due to come back to earth a little bit. Um, I would tell you on Sonny Gray, I would take less than six. Less than six. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's Matt Manning against the Astros. And this is this is one, it was Matt Manning or you, Darvish, against the Brewers. I'm going to go Manning, less than four Ks. Matt Manning has only had three starts the entire season where he struck out more than four. Right. The Astros don't strike out a lot. Mm-hmm. Go less. I think those three. So you want to go get the discount on Spencer Strider right now. Yep. Go more than seven Ks against the Giants. Sonny Gray against the Rangers go less than six Ks. And then Matt Manning against the Astros, less than four strikeouts. Use the promo code Monty. In fact, get in the description uh, uh, on our YouTube or if you're listening on audio podcast, bless you, friends. Uh, click the uh, the prize picks link right at the top of the description. That'll get you 100% deposit matching up to $100. You deposit 100 they give you 100 so forth and so on. 75 50 25 yes. wherever you want to be, they'll give you 100% deposit matching up to $100 when you use the promo code Monty. Hook it up. Prize picks. Every single day, I am so fired up. One more that I might add, too, just looking at this. Lance Lynn, uh, Dodger pitcher versus Boston. More or less than five strikeouts, I'd take more on that. I would take more on that. Boston is so... He's averaging six over his last five starts. Um, Boston is... You can't count on Boston. That's the problem. mm -hmm. That's the problem. I, I mean, if we're being honest... Boston's not one that you that I believe in much, so it is it is the Dodgers. Yeah, I I might go with you on that. Yeah. I might go with you on that. I'm a little hesitant. Lance Lynn is new to the Dodgers, so the the record in the ERA don't mean a whole lot to me. He is a strikeout pitcher, so I I I think I'd ride with you on that. Yeah, I think I would. Uh, all right, let's see. Kenneth uh, Lavernier. Oh, man, Kenneth, I hope I got that right. Uh, stumbled across you guys around the time of the Pack's demise. You guys were spot on. Why, thank you. Uh, I now you. have three college football sources, Pate, Clatt, and Monty. Good work. Keep it up. Thank you. That is a uh, huge tip of the cap. I appreciate that. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, over <coughs> uh, over under nine beers for me tonight. You got to go more. <laughs> Oh, you got to go. Boyd Lake, Red Sox have had some bad games. They really have. Yeah. They really have. Roundabout says, take the over. The Sox are slumping. Yeah, you got to go more. Yeah. You got to go more. Gary Wolf says, Boston. Boston. Yeah. Boston. Uh, Austin Davis for $5. Found you guys during realignment to see where Utah was going. Staying for life. Great show, guys. How do you think Utah will do in the Big 12? I think they will compete. Yeah. At the top of the conference right away. Yeah, dude. I and mean, I think the only question is going to be how long do they have to go without Cam Rising? I, you know, obviously the more or less on Cam Rising being out, I think it's three games. Ooh, breaking news. Uh, uh Sham Sharonia Stadium uh, is reporting 
that Bronny James. Please be good news, please. Had a congenital heart defect that caused cardiac arrest on July 24th. There is confidence he will make a full recovery and return to basketball in the near future. The James family said, quote, after a comprehensive initial evaluation at Cedar sinai Medical Center, led by um, a doctor's name who I cannot pronounce, Murigi Chukumurigi, and follow-up evaluations at the Mayo Clinic led by Dr. Michael J. Ackerman, world-renowned. Yeah. Uh, Atlantic Health Morristown Medical Center led by Dr. Dr. Matthew Martinez, another sports guy. Uh, the probable cause of Mr. James' sudden cardiac arrest has been identified. It is an anatomically and functionally significant congenital heart defect, which can and will be treated. We are very confident Bronny's full recovery and return to basketball in the near future. We will continue to provide updates to the media and respectfully reiterate the family's request for privacy. Congenital heart defect, otherwise known as CHDs, are are present at birth. So yes. you don't really realize them until something goes wrong. So Oof. this is absolutely something he can recover from. That was... And if Scary, you guys dude. didn't know, uh, Bronny James, the uh, oldest son of LeBron James... LeBron James Jr. Uh, was working out at USC. He's just, he is a USC basketball commit. Uh, he was working out and died on the basketball floor. Collapsed, his heart stopped. And they were ready for that to happen because it's becoming, and if you follow the headlines, several young basketball players have died this summer uh, from sudden death. They were ready for it. They had staff and personnel on hand at this workout who were able to treat, immediately treat and revive Bronny and get his heart beating again. And it looks like, it looks like he will make a full recovery. That's great news. Yeah. That is great news. That is, that was a terrifying situation. Yeah. Um, so, wow, great news from Shams at Stadium. Austin Davis, uh, I think the Utes will do very well in the Big 12. Um, I think you immediately go into that conference and you feel like Utah will be a top three team football wise. Yeah. They got to get the basketball program going on the men's side. Obviously women's basketball is, you know, they were phenomenal last year. Uh, but you got to get the men's program and basketball going. And I think Mark Harlan, who we've talked about, I think is the best athletic director in the country or one of, um, he will get that. He will get that fixed. But I think you're in a situation now where you have to get that basketball program going. But I don't think there's any doubt what we saw at a Utah women's softball last year, what we've seen out of the Red Rocks gymnastics, what we've seen out of the consistently out of the football program. Fast. There's no reason to believe that Utah football won't contend at the top of the conference right out of the gate. Yeah. Because they don't have to ramp up. They're already ramped up. Already ramped up. Uh, Nicholas Bowman says, I feel like Utah is a better fit in the Big 12. I don't disagree with that at all. I don't disagree with that at all. Um, Gary Wolf says, prayers for Bronny. Yeah. Timo 14, good stuff. Bronny has such a bright future. Bryce. Jake and I were watching Bryce tape. Bryce. Bryce James, Bronny's uh, youngest son, I believe. That kid is going to be. He is going to be a problem. That's, That's his dad's son. Yeah. Bryce James looks like the real Bryce deal. has LeBron's body. You can see it. Uh, Bronny got shorted in terms of height and build a little bit. 
Uh, still a hell of a player. Not, yes. not I'm not hating on Bronny at all, but no. uh, you know, just the reality of it is, Bryce got the the DNA in my opinion, the the build, the setup, and I think he is going to have an outstanding career. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I think it's pretty remarkable what he's doing, um, but that's just me. Uh, let's see, uh, Adam Salamini. I like cannolis, not canellos. Yes, thank you. Uh, washcloth trick, my guy. Victor Hovland's the way. Boy, we were watching. He was Bro. struggling at times today, but he <laughs> is uh, tied for first sixteen minus sixteen six under today. Uh, Victor's the way. Pretty, pretty freaking amazing. Scotty Scheffler's got to learn to putt. If Scotty Scheffler's not going to putt, he's not going to reach his potential. How about Colin Morikawa? Yeah, I put up another six under today, which is pretty freaking amazing. Playing his ass off. I mean, shooting a one twenty five at the the tour championship through two rounds. Yeah. Good luck. 61 and a 64. Hovland shot a – that's pretty remarkable for Hovland to shoot a 64. When we were watching, he was struggling. Yeah. he And it's – The up and down game for Hovland is outstanding. And Scotty Scheffler shot a 65 today. Um, he's 14 under. Keegan Bradley is 67. Uh, some of the real movers today, Xander Shoffley is 64 to be a 12 under, four shots off. Uh, John Rahm bounced back nicely from the BMW last week. He's got uh, 69 in round one, and he shot a 65 today. That's a really nice bounce back, but there are some big numbers out there today. Ricky Fowler is minus two. He shot a 73 today. 75 out of Taylor Moore shot a 75 today. Yeah. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, this is going to be I, – I, I'm a huge golf guy. I think you guys know that. By the way, want to remind everybody, Canyons Golf, the official golf club of the Monty Show, uh, instituted their uh, discounted rates uh, for uh, the second half of the season. Canyons Golf is now just 70 bucks a round. Yeah, we're playing with the mayor of Monty Town tomorrow, bro. Yeah, Jeremy Bolton joining us tomorrow uh, up at Canyons. We'll be there tomorrow afternoon. Mrs. Monty has her triathlon tomorrow morning. Oh. Uh, but we'll be up at Canyons tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Uh, really looking forward to seeing Jeremy Bolton. And then um, you guys, you got to get to Canyons. It's 70 bucks. It is a world-class golf course. The greens are amazing. The fairways are well-groomed. Um, the views, the elevation changes, it's freaking phenomenal. Canyons Golf, the official golf club of the Monty Show, 70 bucks. Check them out online, parkcitymountain.com. Uh, you can book your tee times there. Uh, make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Johnny Gonzalez says, uh, "Good luck, Mrs. Monty." Yeah, she's got the uh, she's got a mini sprint try down in Provo tomorrow. So looking forward to going to that. Uh, Katie Raider, pew pew. Monty afternoon, happy Friday. Let's go. Indeed. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, uh, putting is what kept me off the tour. That and my drives, irons, and wedges, but mainly putting. You know. Adam Salamini, Xander, and Aztec for life. He had a great round today. Great round. Washcloth trick. Hovland had like four birdies in a row on the back nine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jay Bola, Monty just dropped in and just curious if there's anything, the Big 12 expansion that was headline for the show. Yeah, if you're just tuning into the show today, um, this situation in the ACC is getting very interesting now in that um, what we what we've talked about I think is really coming to fruition. Uh, sources told us that ESPN has advocated for Stanford and Cal in the Big 12. It is largely a fallback position, 
But one of the things I think is so clear here is that ESPN is working to make sure Stanford and Cal have a P5 home. Yeah. Um, and if they're not going to be in the ACC, which ESPN has a big stake in, well, what's their number two stake? That would be the Big 12. And the Big 12 at 16 gets them to 18. But, you know, our sources had told us when they added the four corner schools in the Big 12, they wanted nothing to do with 20 schools. And 18 is awfully close to 20. So I'd be surprised, but I'd also be surprised if the ACC didn't figure this out. Uh, Our sources have also told us that uh, Florida State continues to be a real thorn in the side of ACC expansion, and that is that Florida State is continuing to demand that they get the most revenue and sharing in the ACC. And it's been a consistent problem, as we've detailed for you over the last couple of weeks. Florida State's really thrown a wrench into this process. And the issue is not no votes anymore in the ACC. The issue is this negotiation for revenue sharing. Because you're going to vote yes if you get this revenue sharing done. But the issue is quickly becoming that Florida State believes they should get the most revenue in the conference. And I think Clemson, North Carolina, there's quite a few members in this conference who don't share that opinion. And I think if Florida State would come back to the middle a little bit and truly share that revenue, which they're not willing to do right now, I think we'd have ACC expansion already. But the facts are that Florida State continues to be a pain in the ass in the ACC, and they truly are standing in the way of ACC expansion because 9 out of 10 thought this would be done by close of business in the East. Well, guess what? It's not because that was two and a half hours ago now. And we still don't have ACC expansion. So it's going to be very interesting to see how all this plays out. But I'll, I'll just reiterate what we opened the show with, which is I just don't believe that Texas – or excuse me, that Florida State is worth all this. Hmm. Yeah. I truly do not. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the best point you've made and have been making. I mean, I again, you know, we, we – you know, Oregon State put out a – basically a PowerPoint today. You yeah, know, they did. Kind of talking about what they're prioritizing in the direction of the program – and you know, one of the points they had made is that they're you know one of one of two programs in the country standing next to Texas, uh, you know, to be a ten-win football team, and then you know some of their other sports did some things, you know, but women's basketball, yeah, basketball, softball, baseball, like you know, but but I think that winning matters, and 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 it really changes the dynamic of the conversation. I think, you know, Florida State did some winning with Jimbo, right? They did some winning with Jimbo, but but Florida State has hardly won enough to justify the attitude that they currently are are working with. I mean, I, I don't understand where Florida State gets the idea that somehow they they should just be able to demand, you know, going from 1% to 5% or 5% to 10%, like, what a, you know, a, a huge bump in revenue like that. I just, I don't understand where they get that from. And so, yeah, Florida State needs to win more. Florida State, I don't know at this time is worth all this conversation the problem is is the acc doesn't have a choice because the conversations here whether they want it to be or not expansion was always going to be something that was coming up for the acc after what the big 12 the big 10 and the sec did so that's why i say i don't think the acc has much choice in it but it'd be nice if florida state would get to the business of actually winning something and i'm not sure holy shyster breaking news of monumental proportion oh god what (laughs) Well, as we've been telling you on this show, Trey Lance sucks. Right. Adam Schefter, ESPN. The 49ers are sending Trey Lance. Where do you think they're going? 
the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Trey Lance traded to the Dallas Cowboys for a mid-round pick. Lance, uh, according to Adam Schefter, uh, now gets a fresh start in Dallas. Wow. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's necessary. I think the 49ers need to move on from that debacle. I mean, it's an embarrassing pick, you know, giving up, I think it was three first rounds and you, you know, you moved up in the draft, had to give it those first round picks. Like it just didn't work out. Trey Lance never panned out. Uh, and you know, I, I think they have their guy and whether you're the person that says Kyle Shanahan's offense is a system offense or whether you're the guy that says Brock is an MVP in waiting, you know, the reality of the situation is you've got Brock Purdy, you've got Sam Darnold and you're in a great place. I, I it's literally that simple. So Trey Lance was dead weight sitting on your roster that you needed to move. Now, if you wanted to ask me, hey, is he going to develop in Dallas? Absolutely not. I don't I don't think there's any chance Trey Lance turns into something in Dallas. And if you're Dallas, you're hoping sitting behind Dak Prescott, uh, you know, makes you a better quarterback, which that remains to be seen. So, yeah, I mean, I for the 49ers, I don't love this, but I don't hate it either. I think it's just a necessary move, and they did what they had to do. I, I, I don't know that there's any other way around it. And frankly, I don't think that this has some huge impact on the Dallas Cowboys. I think Jerry's going to Jerry, and this is another mediocre move out of Jerry Jones. Well, I think this is, in my opinion, a phenomenal trade for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I think this is certainly an athletic upgrade for them. Uh, as we learned last year from those 49ers, you can never have too much quarterback depth. I don't believe in Trey Lance as an NFL quarterback. I think Trey Lance has simply not played enough football in his life to be good enough to play in the NFL. He needs a spot where he can go and sit and not be a distraction. That's not San Francisco. I think that's absolutely Dallas. And what this tells you is there are question marks about Dak Prescott's long-term viability as a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. That does not, by any stretch of the imagination, mean that Dallas believes Trey Lance is a Super Bowl caliber quarterback or a franchise level quarterback. But what it does mean is they are exploring all options at quarterback as they should be. I think this is a hugely important year for Dak Prescott. I have no problem with this, this trade. I think the Cowboys only give up mid-round compensation to get Trey Lance. Trey Lance is a guy that has absolutely no downside for them. This is a great trade by the Dallas Cowboys, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, yeah, sure. I, but I don't think this this endangers Dak in any way, shape, or form. I think, you know, if if you were serious about having a backup plan for Dak Prescott, you'd have never gone and got Trey well, Lance. I, I, but again, I'm not telling you that Trey Lance is the replacement for Dak. Right. But this certainly indicates that they have needs at quarterback, and I think that Dak Prescott is somebody who is in a prove it year. I mean, you would have to agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the problem with playing for Jerry Jones is you're in a prove-it-year every year. I mean, Jerry Jones is one of the most stingy owners in the league uh, when it comes to money. and I but think he that, pay, But he pays guys. Yeah, but he paid guys after Dak had to sit around and battle him for however long that, right, that was. Right, but he paid Zeke. He paid Dak. He's now paid Zach Martin. Like, he's he's paying guys. He, Jerry is a very friend, friendly player's owner, excuse me, and, and I don't have any problem with it. But what this says is they have a need at quarterback. And, and I would tell you that Cooper Rush and Will Greer are miles ahead of Trey Lance. Yeah. But can you have too many? 
Is Cooper Rush, is there anybody who believes Cooper Rush is an NFL starter? I don't. No, but I think he's the perfect guy to back up Dak, though. And I think Will Greer yeah. would arguably be the next guy in line. But, man, you, Trey Lance, there's nothing to lose here. I would agree with that. It's not. There's no downside. I agree with you on that. I just don't think that this – like, I would. I, I guess I'm struggling to understand what their quarterback need is here. I, I, think, I think you're right when you say, hey – there's nothing to lose by picking up Trey Lance. It's not like they're asking for a first rounder or something. I mean, you're you're picking up a guy if he turns into any semblance of an NFL backup, you look like a genius. If he flames out, he was always going to flame out. I mean, it's a it's literally a win-win situation. But I I don't know. I for Dak, like yeah, it's a prove it year on on some level, but but I I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I I don't think that 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 there's ever a year for Dak Prescott where it's not a prove it year. Like I'm, I'm literally tired of the excuse that all those balls Excuse hit me. his receivers in the hands. This year, that's not going to fly, dude. It's not going to fly. He's How gotta, is that an excuse? It because it just is. The, the number, so ten interceptions he threw last year. Mm-hmm. Either hit a quarter. It's called on frame. Yeah. Ten of his interceptions were on frame. They either hit him in the hands or hit him in the chest. That's not an accident. Mm-hmm. That is that is poor coaching, number one. Number two, Dak is in line for a large extension. There's no question about that. Is that in Dallas, or is he going to go and have to win a job somewhere else? I don't know. We'll find out. My guess is Dallas is going to give Dak Prescott every chance to fail. And in my mind, it's uncertain whether Dak is their franchise quarterback. The next Super Bowl that the Cowboys win, whether Jerry's a dead or alive, mm-hmm. I don't think we can say with certainty that Dak Prescott will be the quarterback of that team. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think we can say with certainty he's going to be the quarterback. I don't think we can say with certainty that Mike McCarthy's going to be there still. No. Like I and 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 that's why I say like I, I just don't think that. Dude, I don't. I don't think that playing for Jerry is a reliable thing. You you had better be a, a big star on the team if you want reliability with the Cowboys. And I and I just think that, dude, it's too often. And I'm not saying it's all Dak's fault, but it's too often we're talking about them not making it out of you know divisionals. Where it's too often that we're yeah. we're we're talking about them not being good enough. I, I, Giants fans will tell you the Cowboys aren't even the second best team in the division. And and obviously that's a hotly contested debate, but I think the Eagles, without a doubt, are the top cut right now, and Dallas yeah, needs to run them down. I'm not so sure that I I I I don't know. I don't. I'm not a Cowboys fan, and I I find myself in this all, in this position all the time. You don't like that Dak Prescott takes heat for last year? No, I no, that's not true at all. He threw the football and it got intercepted. I'm down for that. What I'm not down for is Ceedee Lamb being lazy in his in his routes. I'm not down for the fact that you're Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Cavante Turpin, and Jalen Brooks. That's who they're counting on to make Dak Prescott a better quarterback. And Jake Ferguson, you're hoping that Luke Schoonmaker can become an NFL tight end. Yeah. Because you have, without question, a flipping phenomenal defense. Yeah. I, I don't have any questions about, you know, Hankins and – Michael Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence and, you know, Jaron Curse or Trayvon Diggs or Stephon Gilmore. Like, I don't have questions about the defense. Right. I have questions about whether or not you have enough firepower and who's going to run the freaking football in Dallas. I've got you're, – you're questioning your quarterback here in Dak Prescott. You are doing so 
by not adding, in my opinion, the caliber of offender that you need. I think letting Zeke go was premature. Mm-hmm. Now, on the money you owed him, okay, I understand that. But you and I both know Zeke's going to New England, and he's going to be a better running back. Yeah. And my question is, when do we see Tony Pollard in any shade of himself from last year? That's a great question. I don't know. Big problem. And the, the bigger issue is not even not even Tony Pollard because he's going he's gonna to get back. My bigger question is, does anybody know who the number two running back is? And I understand Deuce Vaughn's looked flipping fantastic. But you don't have a number two running back. By the way, you don't have a number one running back. Yeah. And Dak's going to take the blame for that. So let me ask this question. Being that that's the case, why is it that we're interested in Trey Lance? Because I I think you want developmental projects. That's why I think. Yeah. Because you want every opportunity to find the next guy. And that's the reality of the situation nine out of ten times in this league, and I'm I'm down for that. Yeah. I'm not that's the just the reality of the situation. But I mean, I don't know their I don't know their cap well off top off the top of my head to know if if they could make some moves and figure out a way to take a run of Jonathan Taylor, but that's the kind of move I, I'm like, okay, you're the Dallas Cowboys. You need uh, a back that can make a difference for you. And I love me some Tony Pollard, but the reality is he suffered a major injury and you're right there. He's a huge question mark yep. and Deuce Vaughn. That's great. You're coming into the league, but you're improving. You haven't shown me you can do it in the regular season yet. We, you haven't had a chance, but the reality is one way or the other, you're unproven right now. It's, so it's significant leg and broken leg and ankle at the ankle. No, but, but I mean, Deuce Vaughn, when you look at Deuce Vaughn, like this is, oh, a, this, yeah, is yeah. this is sorry. a guy who's, you know, He's a joy he can to play. watch. He can play, but I just when you get to like week eight, week nine, week ten, does that little ass body continue to put out for you, or do yeah. the injuries stack up? Like those are when I look at the Cowboys, that's what I'm thinking about. Like you need they Jonathan Taylor type acquisitions is when I is what I think about with the Cowboys. AAR says Zeke Elliott didn't want to pay Zeke either. They paid Zeke, overpaid Zeke, above market rate. Yeah, the problem was they overpaid him, and then he fell off. He got hurt. Than they thought, and he did not produce. And it's the entire reason that Tony Pollard emerged. Yeah, in my opinion, uh, Pollard is ready to go. Well, mm. physically, but you have to show after that r- level of injury that you're ready to go. Brees Hall, yeah, allegedly ready to go. Still need to see it, dude. Yes. You've got to show, and especially with broken bones, yeah, you've got to show you're the same guy. Until you show that, you're not. Yeah, because his Dak been the same guy since he did his ankle. Mm, I don't know. And by the way, I would uh, mention. By the way, Madden Simulation says the Cowboys uh, quarterback Dak Prescott's going to be the NFL MVP. Fifty-two hundred and eight yards and forty-three touchdowns. Yeah. I think that's wishful thinking. I would agree. Not because of Dak, but because of the wide receivers. Y-Zone says Dak just is not good against real defenses. I wouldn't say that, dude. I, I think he's shown that he's that. plenty good against real defenses. I mean, I, I, you look at, uh, you know, did, did uh, let's see, how about, uh, yeah, how about Philly last year? Did they have a real defense when, you know, Philly came to Jerry World and Dak threw for 347? Did they, Dak did they can play. Real, like, there's no doubt the guy can play. I just... Dude, they're the ultimate, again, this is what I always say when we talk about Texas and college football. They're the ultimate front-runner team. They're in the playoff picture every single year. They have high expectations every single year, and I love that about them. But at some point, you got to get over the hump. 
That's the only question. Nobody questions if he's a 5,000-yard arm. Nobody questions if he can read the defense. The only question is, I guess, unfortunately for Dak, can his wide receiver hit a ball that hits him in the face? Can you do that? Because if you do that, you really should be in a great position. The problem is this year, you don't have a proven guy that can get you four yards on first down, let alone a guy that can get you six on second down when you're behind sticks. That's yeah. the problem, dude. Yeah, and and I'd also like to point out that he was pretty good against Tampa's defense twice last year, once in the playoffs. Yeah. So they didn't have the expectation. It's like me golfing. I think I'm Scotty Scheffler or Max Homa. I'm not. The expectation in Dallas is they're the best team in football every single year. And until their owner isn't, and until they actually have full talent, and they have 44 guys across the board that can compete for a number one spot, they're not. Agreed. And right Agreed. now, they're not. Dak Prescott, I'll go to my grave saying it, Dak Prescott is far from the biggest problem in Dallas. When's their bye week this year? Let's see. Week seven. Just yeah, about their, the same as last their bye, year, dude. Their schedule? Dude, last year, bye week was week eight. So, dude. Their schedule is at the Giants, Jets, at the Cardinals, Patriots, at the Niners, at the Chargers, Rams, at the Eagles, Giants, at the Panthers, Commanders, Seahawks, Eagles, at the Bills, at the Dolphins, Lions, Commanders. That's a tough Fuck. schedule, dude. It's a tough schedule. But <laughs> that's uh, five but... losses. Uh... That's five losses. Because you're you're losing to the Commanders to end the season. They're gonna be a handful. And it's the end of the season. Let's see who stays healthy. And let's see where they are. Right. But the Patriots are a far better team this year. Mm -hmm. Far, far better. Arizona, to me, is a win early That's in the a season. Win. You're not beating. I, I would have a hard time seeing them beating the Giants to open on Sunday night football. I'm why sorry, why do you man. say that? Because the Giants at, at MetLife are going to be a problem. Yeah. That defense, dude. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, that sellout, he's back. I I look at, and again, I know this is not statistically based, but... Anytime the Giants and the Cowboys are playing, whether it's at MetLife or at Jerry World, that's a wild card game. You never know what's going to happen. You like, you just don't. You, you have no idea. It, it, it's just one of those games. So, yeah, I agree. It, Darren, it's, Darren Waller. Yeah, that was a good. But you huge see what I mean? pick up by but the Giants. Do you see what I mean? Darren Waller, nameplate, difference maker, right? And their defense. A. Sean Robinson. I think he is really good. Like, just look, God, dog, Adoree Jackson, Xavier McKinney. Like Dallas doesn't have anyone at tight end. Kayvon Thibodeau. I, I mean, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be tough at home. If you're gonna beat the Giants, it's probably not at MetLife. But here near there, I think that's a loss. I think that Jet game in Week Two. We're I think, very different. On I the think Jets. they beat the Jets because the Jets don't have an offensive line. So I think that's that's fine. That Patriot game is in Dallas, so I'll give them the nod on that. They're losing to the 49ers for two. Do you think, think Brock Purdy's ready? You think you, like where are you at on Brock Purdy, real quick? You're gonna have to show me that you are until you're until you are, because I think Brock Purdy caught lightning in a bottle. By the way, the Bosa holdout's not resolved, which allegedly no one's freaking out about. I think Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. Yeah. But he's coming off of a, a, a tear in his UCL. Now it was a partial tear, five and a half months, beautiful. But you don't just come back and start throwing darts. Yeah. And they say he looks good in camp and he'll be fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll show be. Show me. Yeah, show me you can throw the the seam route fifty yards. Because if he's that dude that he was last year, they're gonna win. 
Yeah. They're going to win. So call that a loss. I think they're losing to the 49ers. They're losing to the Chargers. So I think that's three losses right there. I think they lose at the Eagles for four losses. Um, that Panther game, I don't know what to make of the Panthers, man. I want to say that the Panthers suck, and I want to say that the Panthers aren't good. I think their offensive line's a problem. I think Dallas is better than them, but Bryce Young is going to have a good year. And they're, they're going to beat the Panthers, but I have real reservations about those last four games. Mm-hmm. I think you could go, you could pretty easily go one and three in those games. And if you go one and three in those games, that's seven losses, not five. Different season. Because if you go to the Bills and the Dolphins and win, big deal. It's a big deal. But again, what do you think of Tua? Because Tua out here talking about, and Ryan Clark, how about Ryan Clark apologizing to Tua? Yeah, I thought that was nice, dude. That was a good apology. But let's not sit here and pretend like all of a sudden that, that I don't know, man. I don't know what I think. I, I, I just. Yeah. To prove it year for Tua, there's God, no doubt. Oh, man. I think, I, I, I think the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys could lose four or they could lose seven. And if they lose seven wholesale changes, and that includes Dak. I, their schedule is just brutal. Yeah. Like, you look at the Eagles' schedule. At the Patriots, Vikings, at the Bucks, So, they'll be 2-1. and Because I think that Patriot game is going to be really interesting. Commanders at the Rams, at the Jets, Dolphins at the Commanders. Cowboys at the Chiefs, Bills, 49ers. At the Cowboys, at the Seahawks. Look at how they get to end the season in Philly. Giants. Cardinals at the Giants. That's a very different ending than the Cowboys Playoff have. picture is going to get defined by the Eagles. It's a very different ending than the, the Cowboys have. I think the, the I think the schedule for the Eagles sets up for them to win nine games again. Where, what do they have? In, at least in, nine games. Do they have the Giants early again? Sorry. No, they have the Giants two of the last three two weeks of the, of the season. Weeks, Christmas yeah. Day and then the 7th of January. Yeah. So they're, they're, I think... There, I because I always put the baseline at nine. You've got to win nine games at a minimum yeah. to be an, a, an elite team. Yeah, and then you start asking yourself, okay, well, who's getting into double digits? I think the Eagles could be in double digits. I think they're going to lose that Patriot game, but they're going to beat the Vikings, the Bucks, the Commanders, the Rams, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Commanders, the Cowboys, the Bills, the Niners. The Seahawks, the Giants, and the Cardinals. I think they win 12 games. Yeah. I think they win 12 games. Sounds about right. So I think they'll, they they have that baseline. My question also is, how good is Washington going to be? Good enough to beat you, but not a playoff team. Sam Howell won the job. But if you look at McLaurin, that's a big deal if he's got turf toe. But... Dotson, Samuel, Dax Milne, I think is really good. I think Antonio Gibson's really good. Uh, Logan Thomas, I, I, I like him a lot. I think their offensive line, Charles Leno's a problem at left, but they've got enough on the offensive line. The question is how good is Sam Howell because that defense is going to kick people in the face. Yeah, I think with Chase Young back, I think with Montez Sweat, I forgot all about Kendall Fuller. Uh, I, that defense is going to be very good. I don't know how good Washington's going to be with the with a rookie quarterback or a nothing quarterback, but good night. Yeah.
There, there is a, that's a team that could win. That's a team that can win seven, eight games. And if, mm, we'll see. We'll see, man. Um, let's see. OG, whoa, hello. Uh, I don't want juiced car. New Orleans is going to suck. I don't feel good about New Orleans at all. And I'm probably the only one because I know everybody's excited about Carr. But I don't even know what to make of that division. Atlanta's not going to be good. Tampa should be better. I think Baker's a really nice guy. By the way, they Madden football says that uh, the Buccaneers win the NFC championship. I don't <laughs> know how that's that possible. Dude, ever heard of a team called the 49ers? I, well, Brock Purdy. <laughs> Brock Purdy and... Uh, ever heard of a team called the Eagles? I think the Eagles and Cowboys are elite. I think the I think the Green Bay Packers have a real shot to win that division still. I want to see Jordan Love fail. Yeah. Show me that you're going to fail because I think he's got a chance not to fail. Uh, legit. But I don't think there's any doubt the Bucks are the best in the South. Yeah. Because it's garbage. I mean, who else are we even talking about? Probably the 49ers. Who knows what the Rams are? Yeah, nobody. nobody's talking about the Rams. Yeah. I mean, nobody is talking about the Rams. And they've still got Cooper Cup's got a chance to be the NFC Offensive Player of the Year. Because mm-hmm. they're resting him. He seems healthy. You still have a, a depth like Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, Tyler Higby, Puka Nakua, I think is going to be a star. Demarcus Robinson, I think. Skoranek is still a good player. Uh, that defense, the defense is questionable. We'll, we'll we'll see what that defense is, but I I I don't know. The 49ers are clearly the class of that division. Yeah. Yep. Sex Machine's going to have a huge year in the AFC West. Yeah, they're going to be a good team. Something tells me Kansas City is going to fall off. I, I I'm not. Something doesn't feel right there. <laughs> I think that the. the I think Russ is going to lose his job in 15 seconds. <laughs> I think Sean Payton wants to whack Russell Wilson as soon as he can. Yeah. No I doubt. Have, no doubt. I dude. have no question about Those turn, cl- two clearly don't get along. Turn the Cubs game off. Why? Because it's already pissing me off. Okay. All right. Good You're talk. down to nothing. Maybe I know it's crazy. Maybe take a pitch. Okay, let's flip on. Yeah. Oh, I know. Let's flip on the Yankees. Well, this is one of. Let's no. see how disappointing they can be tonight. Anyway, where are you guys at on the NFL? Let's talk about it, Teddy Wayman. I like the Saints coming out of the South. You do. Okay. Okay. James Knight says, "Read some comments, Monty. You ramble on too long." Okay. You know, Lee Jensen. What playoff picture is more set in stone, NFL or NBA? NFL. Yeah, NFL for sure. NFL for sure. Uh, too much gravy. What about no towels allowed? <laughs> Again, I just I just ask. Does Washcloth King throw 20 Scott. touchdowns this year? Does Deshaun Watson throw 20 touchdowns this year? No. No? That's not a playoff team. They're all in on Deshaun. Deshaun, 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 Deshaun. No, they're all in on Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Deshaun Watson. Oh, my God. Okay. Let him be Deshaun Watson again. Then we'll crown him. Because I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. I don't. I don't see it at all. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. 
Connor Johnson's going on about Oliver Luck, so I'm sure you're on a uh, Oregon State go. run. You know, Gregory Krug. The Rams aren't even talking about the Rams. No, they're not. Nobody is. Nope. Is, am I am I the only one that finds that weird? The Rams are just no. Non- we're we're too busy. We're too busy whining and complaining about how trash Hard Knocks has been this year. It has sucked, by the way. Yeah, like we get it, dude. Aaron Rodgers is a Jet. <laughs> Let's move along. It's been boring. Where is a Aaron right now? Daniel Dixon says I choose 49ers and Bears. Man, I want the, don't. I've intentionally stayed away from the Bears. Because it's Daniel, garbage. Why do you have to why do you well, say you hurtful the MVP things? On your team. Why mean, do you why say you hurtful stay away things? From that? Why do you say hurtful things? <laughs> the MVP. Get out of here. You ought to know you bought it. <laughs> we did. AR uh, Russell Wilson uh, has a huge Broncos contract and they will get rid of him as soon as they can. Uh, who's making the MLB playoffs? Ghost Rose. I don't know if we have time for that, bro. How's the garbage can business in Houston these days? Salamini, if you think Dallas wide receivers are bad, look at the Chiefs. But that's – I think the Chiefs have slowly and surely shed talent. And I like Isaiah Pacheco a lot. I think Pacheco – the problem is he runs hard. And I think it's a problem. And you're – I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has to stay healthy. Yeah, He is a critical piece for them. Critical piece for them. But Mark, I think Valdez Scantling's a hell of a receiver. Uh, Kadarius Tony doesn't stay healthy. And Sky Moore, you don't know what you have in him. Yeah. But I will tell you, um, Rasheed Rice, potential. And you've got Travis Kelsey. So the question Hold your is. Hold your roll and shut your mouth. The question is how long can Patrick Mahomes play at the level he's playing at before he gets hurt? And has a series because because at some point he's going to get caught holding the ball. Yep. With it with the way they've just kind of. Yep. He's having to run around a lot more. He is, and it's it's scary. It really you're a Chiefs fan. It's scary. Jay Balla, Monty, did I hear you right? You think uh, things take a step back, or am I imagining things? I think the Chiefs take a step back. I do. Uh, it's fair. Dallas is just going to put Lance in the new 54th spot on the roster. I think they will. They don't need him to do anything. We're in a control position. They have a phenomenal, phenomenal coaching guru, quarterback coaching guru in Mike McCarthy. He will make or break Trey Lance, and that's what Trey Lance needs. That's what he needs. It's a shame Callum Moore is not there anymore. Yeah. But you have a phenomenal QB guy. In Mike McCarthy. Yeah. It's just too bad. We'll see. He needs to be invisible for the entire year. Yep. And work on mechanics. And my biggest problem with Trey Lance is he's not going to play football. And if he is going to continue to not make throws, and if you go back and watch uh, Dan Orlovsky's breakdown of Trey Lance, he passes up throws to wide open wide receivers in route trees designed to get that wide receiver wide open. So it's the play that you know you're running and the target you know you want is wide open and you don't make the throw. Um, so are you not looking there because you're looking at the D line? Are you not confident enough in your ability to throw that ball into a, an unmanned window? Why, why are you not throwing that ball? 
it's consistent. And Orlovsky had tape on Trey Lance where the top three options in his route tree were, were open and he did not throw the ball. Top three guys open, didn't throw the ball. Yeah. How do you explain that? Yeah, you explain his brain's not ready. He hasn't played enough football. Yeah. It's the single biggest question. And whether it was Mitch Trubisky or Trey Lance or I'm telling you Anthony Richardson hasn't played enough football, does not think quickly, and when he tries to think quickly, what happens? The ball's up here. He misses... And one of the worst things you can do in this league, especially in the AFC, is miss high. Because look at all the ball-hawking safeties in the AFC. You miss high, and you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You're in trouble. Because your guy's going to get hit, and you're going to get picked off. But Trey Lance just has not played. Like I think he's – somebody said he's played 11 games in four years. Yeah. Is that true? Something like that, yeah. How do you, how do you develop? You don't. How do you develop? I, I don't know. Mapes, what's up, my guy? Cowboys are overrated every year. Just wait. They will let you down. Did your ribs let you down? Mapes is in our members-only group, and he smokes some ribs. Yeah, I know what time it is. Dude, I gained a pound just looking at them. (laughs) They look so good. Uh, Too much gravy isn't hard knocks the same every year. It's not. It's not. They are definitely better and worse years, and this is a worse year. Yeah. This is not a great year. It's typically something I look forward to every week, and this year I haven't. Yeah, I watched it last night. It was not good. James Knight continues to critique the show. Lose the top button, Jake. Okay, great. Why would he lose the top button? I don't. I don't get it. Uh, X Mahomes is a wide receiver maker, almost as effective as Brady. Well, that's a really good point. Uh, Patty can even make uh, one out of Jake. Nah, that's not Jake's. Got uh, no I'm hands. too fat, dude. Jake's got tiny hands to match. I got his, Burger King hands, dude. Fat. You know. Burger King hands. Uh, you're a young 69, Jay Bala. Jay Bala says, Mahomes could turn me into a talented wide receiver, and I'm 69 years old. But this is the Scotty Miller, Tom Brady thing. Eventually, you run out of that, <laughs> and eventually, it catches up to you. Okay. My biggest concern with the lack of talent on the outside in Kansas City is what it does to Travis Kelsey. Because it puts man over on Travis Kelsey. They bracket him or... But if you're... Okay. But if you're defending the Chiefs, aren't you already man overing Travis Kelsey? You're not. You're, you're, you're not able to when the cheetah was there. Well, that's the truth. Yeah. You're not able to... And I think Valdez Scantling's a really good receiver. I don't think Aaron Rodgers made him. I think he's legit. Is he good enough to single up Travis Kelsey. Because that's when Travis Kelsey is just lethal. Yeah, he's going to eat you alive. No doubt. I don't think they have a receiver where it's like, yeah, we better throw you know, some coverage his way. We better rotate over. No, because you're going to bracket Travis Kelsey. And I worry about him because they've gone to these, these, these plays where Mahomes is running around and he'll throw what they call a stub route, which is a, a quick short in. If Mahomes is rolling to his right, you'll notice Travis Kelsey runs runs almost a, a, a systematic pattern to weave in between coverage. Yeah. And that ball's a quick throw or a stub route. The problem is it's always in, in tight quarters. And so what happens to Kelsey? 
he takes a hit and usually from a linebacker. That worries you, number one. Number two, those throws are almost always to the short side with Patrick Mahomes on the short side of the field. So what happens on the short side of the field? A, you run out of real estate, and B, there's more guys over there. You get hit. Yeah. That's why you worry about it because Patrick is much better as most quarterbacks are rolling to his right. He's lethal. Yeah. He does not roll to his left well. And at the end of last year, he didn't do that because of the ankle issue. Him rolling to his left, he was unable to throw and roll left. Yeah. It was very painful. But there's just a lot in it that I think makes me worry. It it makes me worry. And by the way, you know, the enemy not being there now. Yeah. Well, that's different too, but we'll see. Uh, Mike Maples, no, no, the ribs came out perfect and juicy. I sent the photo, man. I'm I'm so jelly. Juicy. Uh, James, Jeremy Callahan, top button equals blue cheese. Nah. Jakey Burger King's hands. What does that mean, Jake? You don't remember the Burger King commercials? No. Yeah. So Burger King did a whole commercial run several years ago where they were trying to compete with the Big Mac, and so what they did in the commercials is they made they made everyone's hands really small to make the burger look big. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Adam Schefter, Trey Lance uh, was supposed to be play significant reps in the preseason game against the Chargers. Instead, he's been dealt to Dallas. Oh, well, that's, that's awesome. the issue, isn't it? Uh, Schefter also says compensation update. Cowboys are sending a fourth round pick. Ooh. So wait, you traded up and you made him the number three pick and all you're getting is a fourth round pick. Yeah, you missed. You missed. Mike V, Cowboys will not win more than seven games. Very could be. Uh, James Knight, continue to... I was kidding. I was kidding. It was a joke. I was kidding. It's it's never personal, James. Uh, Oh, okay, my mistake. I thoroughly humor was permitted. My bad. It, it, It is. Yeah, it's fine, bro. It was it was a joke. Connor Johnson says waves in opposition holding his cock. Yeah, his cock. Well, I mean, waves in opposition. Why would you say such a thing? Waves in opposition. I need a dick. He's an opponent. Waves in opposition. Holding his cock is also an opponent. <laughs> Just the way he says it, it never gets old, dude. Thank you, Connor. See more butts. I want to see more butts. Me too. Me too. Uh, where's Ben Dover? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, real quick before we uh, roll out the crib tonight, uh, Notre Dame versus Navy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should do the OnlyFans story. Uh, perhaps we could do the uh, guys, 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 guys. The the fact that you can talk to Jesus and Satan on AI. Well, if you want to pay two ninety nine. Um, guys, 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 guys. Notre Dame, our mother. Um. Um. Notre Dame. <laughs> Shut up. Um. Shut up. Um. Uh, Notre Dame versus Navy. In Dublin, Ireland. Notre Dame's minus 20. <laughs> Why is it always like this for Notre The over-under is 50 and a half. Because we need... Hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. You're, you're a 20-point favorite and the over-under is only 50? Bro, we think that little of Navy? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
because it's garbage. The question that we have is Sam Hartman, the guy, for for us to go to the promised land. And no. I, I shut up. <laughs> You're a cock. I pray that Notre Dame has Sam Hartman and that Sam Hartman has Notre Dame. Notre Dame, our mother. Right? Because <laughs> that's a requirement. If we don't, if Sam Hartman ain't that dude, just fire Marcus Freeman now. Right? Just fire him now. Yeah. 12.30 tomorrow, NBC. <laughs> I'm going to fire you. Thank you. Thank you. Please. <laughs> uh, Notre Dame minus 20, 50 and a half. Dude, there's no way in hell they cover minus 20, dude. Come on. Notre Dame, Come our on. mother, will cover 20 and a half. No. No. And it will go over the 50 and a half. That's the untrained eye. Okay, let's be realistic. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame, here's why no Notre Dame's going to win handily. I don't think they cover the 20. Yeah. Because Navy runs the ball. Yeah. Navy really runs Eating the ball. Eating that clock, bro. So you're not going to have the clock to win by 20. Yeah. And you're not going to have the clock to score 35 points, which is what it will take. Because I think the defense is going to be good. And my hope is that Sam Hartman, again, Notre Dame, our mother, Pray for Notre us. Notre Dame, our mother. Pray for us that Sam Hartman is that dude. If he's him, it'll be easy. Himmy. USC. San Jose State. Yeah. Pac-12 Network. Neat. I'm for real. Here's the one that I think is not for Come real. Come on. Come on, dude. Let's go. Rack it up. <laughs> Rack it up, bro. Y'all feel me? USC is favored by... 31 fucking points. <laughs> USC is favored by 31 points. The show goes on, Lincoln. <laughs> Caleb, paint them nails. Let's go. USC is favored by 31 points. Oh, what are you talking about, man? The over is 66. <laughs> Bro. Yes, they will cover. Yes, they will. But wait. 66. So let's say you cover 30. Yeah. How how many points are you scoring? 50? Yes. Yep. Man. I, so, I think this one's one of the easier ones, honestly. San no, Jose you got to go State, under. Dude? Come on. Under. Come on. Under. Under. They're not covering 31. Hell no. I, I'm saying they I are. I could see over. Um, they're not covering 31. They're putting up 50. All in, dude. I'm Notre telling Dame you. covering the 20? No. USC covering the 31. Yes. I'm going to yes. say no on USC. Yes-ish. Man, I'm such a Notre Dame fan. The reason the reason I'm skeptical no. of Notre Dame covering the 20, or what did you say, it's 20 and a half, or it's 20, uh, is it's because 20. it's overseas. It's in Dublin. It's in Dublin. It, it's off schedule. It's off routine. A lot of travel. You know. It's week zero. Jeremy Callahan wants to know if uh, Lee Jensen gets royalties for his juicy. Juicy. <laughs> the combo. Fuck. <laughs> so you trimmed Bacavo too? The combo. The combo. <laughs> Lee Jensen's my guy. Notre Dame wins, doesn't cover. USC wins, doesn't cover. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Until Monday, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.